Hello, everybody. We are back. Um, I'm back, obviously. It's uh, been three weeks for me, one week for these guys because of 4th of July. Uh, happy Independence Day to Americans, by the way. It is Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 248. I am Joe Dubs. I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. I'm Chaz, aka the, the the second like 232nd handle I now have Gawk. That's how you can find me on the Discord. You're welcome. Legion of Goom, what's up? I'm doing shoutouts now. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. All right, I'll, I'll stop. Hey, I really, hey everybody. Uh, it's Chaz. It's Chaz. Let's see. No, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate that man. Zach, I'm Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another great quote. Oh man, the most quotable movie of the nineties. Uh, 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 you are eventually going to have movie reviews on your movie review podcast, right? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we. Uh, I'm going to let Chaz explain this because he has. Uh, a, I'm doing the fucking Goldblum mug now. Uh, 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 I was doing. Well, there it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, well, exactly. Yeah. So we're doing Jurassic Park, uh, but fuck, Chaz, what's the theme thing that you're doing uh, as far as like us trying to figure it out? Are we trying to figure it out within this movie after we discuss it or are we watching all of them and it has one single theme? What, what's going okay. on? Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is, we're, we're going to do a little game. Uh, and everybody likes games, right? They're fun. So what I've decided is my theme is mystery. And this is this is the thing. Each week we will unveil a movie one at a time. So at the end of this episode, or multiple times throughout the episode, I will name what the next movie is we're going to watch, and we're just going to do it one at a time like that. There's just a total of six, and I will give uh, people uh, at, once we have so many movies, we're going to start having guesses, and uh, people will have. Um, I'm, what I'm going to do is decide viewers have one chance to guess. I'm going to give you guys uh, two chances. That's what I've decided. But we'll, we'll, we'll come to that. I really hope but, the other movies are going to be like, we're back at Dinosaur Story and like Tammy and the T-Rex. And like at the end, you're going to be like, do you know what the theme was? <laughs> Four times six. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the plan. No, uh, so the... The reward, or, or for guessing, of course, uh, I think I'm going to let at least three movies play out, and then week four is when we'll start taking submissions for guesses. Um, and then once someone has guessed that theme, uh, they'll win that prize. Um, the I'll, I'll probably still do something like, I don't know, like it's like a token of, of some kind to show that someone won, just to kind of be like, oh, that's neat, whatever, but nobody will probably care. Maybe you guys would care about that. But the bigger thing is that I'm going to... Uh, let the person uh, that wins choose where I do my annual donation this year. Okay. So that sounds cool. So if you want, like if, yeah. So if you want the donation to go to your your favorite charity, great. If you want me to donate that that money to the the International House of Pancakes, please don't make that the choice. But whatever it may be, I will What's donate my England Church in Southwest Virginia. That one, that's my choice. No, please, <laughs> please, no. I, I don't know if that's like a an extra on me because they they already they took they took my grandpappy. I don't, I don't need to talk about that. Uh, but jokes aside, though, um, as far as what the theme could be, it could literally be anything that would link these movies together. So it could be an actual theme. 
of what the movies are about. It could be just something about where they all take place. It could be that one of the people in the movie or one of the directors or writers is all the same. They all have the same best boy. It could, they could all start with the same letter, which clearly that one will be thrown out after I unveil the next movie, but it could literally (laughs) all, it could be anything. Just, I think once why. we start getting into more movies that you pick, I'm just gonna be like, "Oh, I know what it is." <laughs> like, the- and, uh, well, there's a reason I don't want to just like right from the start. Like, I think like seeing one movie, it's a little hard. But once you start to get two or three movies, I think it'll it probably will come to someone pretty quickly. Which is why I don't want to just give everyone unlimited guesses. Yeah, um, I was gonna I, say, don't forget he said you get two guesses, and if you guess wrong twice, you're you're out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, as far as how we're going to do that, I still haven't fully decided if you guys can just like air out and say whatever you want right then and there when you have a guess, or if it's more like someone tells me and then the next ep- time we're on air, I would announce, hey, this person yeah. guessed it and give it. We'll, we'll figure that part out, but uh, okay. nevertheless, I thought it'd be fun. Hopefully some, some viewers will, will tune in and, and give some guesses as well, uh, but, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess I didn't announce the amount. The uh, The amount that I'm donating will just be $500. That's, that's the the amount so yeah i have an idea though like maybe we have our two choices right um we submit it but we won't know until the end i think that would be a better idea because don't be like yeah you you got it right just be like oh that's what you think okay i'll write that down in my notebook like right in the middle episode three we're just dinosaurs it's dinosaurs I have a feeling Andy has his first guess. He's just ready. He really just wants to guess dinosaurs and then the right answer. Well, speaking of dinosaurs, let's fucking talk about Jurassic Park. I'm yeah, let's get into it. Scenes. We spared no expense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't spend anything. Uh, it's from, uh, I don't know if you know the director, Steven Spielberg. I've never heard of him. <laughs> oh, is he the guy that made that movie, It? He made it. He later, he later made I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not. He's he, not big on letters. This guy. He wants to get away with as few of them as he can. Yeah. So, you know, a great cast, by the way. Sam Neill. We all loved Sam Neill in it. Uh, no, I always, yeah, I always mark out for, I always mark out for Laura Dern just because of. Uh, Oh, what's that fucking David Lynch <laughs> when he's he was outside the Oscars with a fucking cow and stuff because yeah, Laura she, she deserved an Oscar. Yeah. So I always laugh when I see her on screen. I was talking but, to a friend about this. Like I saw this movie as a kid a bunch of times and really liked yeah. it. But now that I'm older, I have seen like In the Mouth of Madness and uh, Blue Velvet and like all these other movies that Sam Neill and Laura, Laura Dern are in and now coming back to Jurassic Park is always a bit weird having seen them in those other movies. Yeah. Because those other movies are not popcorn munching blockbuster Jurassic Park kind of stuff. No. And it's just, it's just so bizarre. Like Jeff Goldblum, to a lesser extent, I can kind of see him here because he's all over the map. He, he'll be in The Fly and then he'll be in a Wes Anderson movie. Like, and he'll Jeff be Goldblum is whatever. Fucking all kinds of shit. Yeah. But but Laura Dern and Sam, Sam Neill, what strange yet somehow perfect casting in this movie. I mean, I find it unfair to say that In the Mouth of Madness is not a popcorn eating movie. It's literally how it ends. Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
you do get a little uh, Sam Neill mouth of madness when he's like talking to the kid in the beginning of the movie about fucking raptor because he's like that raptor doesn't look scary. It looked like a turkey. And it's a turkey. Yeah, and he takes out the little fucking thing. He's like a slice his stomach and shit. Um, I'm gonna touch your balls with my, with my raptor claw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so obviously he's doing the old Picard thing from Star Trek. I hate kids. Stop, Wesley. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Wesley. Because uh, now we do get a nod later on on Sam Neill's character uh, is in a relationship with Laura Dern's character. But we don't get that until later, until Jeff Goldblum says, hey, are you guys like an item? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> but in the beginning, like they talk about children, but she kind of like makes it sound like she he's like a friend. Like, hey, do you want are you, do you want kids? And he's like, no, they're just smelly and shit. They're expensive and they smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's more like they are in a relationship, but they are married to their profession first. Mm-hmm. Which is part of the reason why, I mean, they're leading experts in what they do, and then they're brought into this crazy island. I mean, at the right at the start, right? For those, if anybody here hasn't watched this movie, uh, by the way, if, if you're watching this now and decide you want to watch Jurassic Park, there's a 4K 30th anniversary edition, which I, I did get to watch. Did not have the copy with me. I was an idiot and left it in my, in my other location, but... Uh, <laughs> Wow, it looks Site very, B. very good. It's very, very nice. But uh, Site B. <laughs> it's Site B, yeah. Uh, but uh, Mr. Hammond, who spares no expense, they just, like, when they first meet him, they just find this jerk in there cracking their champagne that they've saved for a special occasion. And he's just arrogantly decided, no, it's today. <laughs> We're Which, again, it's still great, right? We're celebrate. We have something to celebrate, but oh, man. Does his Scottish accent go in and out sometimes? Yeah. Because I was like, hey, he has an accent. It's gone. Where'd it go? <laughs> and it shows back up again. Um, that kind of checked out, though, I thought, because he's supposed to be like like a showman, kind of. Like he's he's built his his fortune upon, oh, yeah, I got the police circus. Oh, mommy, look at the police. And then he, I think in the book, he's like a like a roller coaster tycoon please pardon the phrasing but <laughs> right like he has like a like roller coasters and like sea world shit or something I, i've never actually read the book so i don't know but i i, th- I thought that was like his background he's he's supposed to be like walt disney crossed with like like a like it's some kind of technology monopoly man well you do get kind of a little bit of backstory like i forgot what it was it sweden or whatever where he opened up a flea carnival and like talking about like they kind of saw fleas, but there weren't really fleas. Now I got something fucking dinosaurs and now people could see it and be a part of this, you know, era that, you know, man was never a part of. Uh, So you kind of get that backstory. I kind of want to get Michael Crichton's uh, book, by the way, Uh, at books a million. They have this nice letter leather bound uh, Jurassic Park book that I want to get. So uh, after watching this movie, it made me want to go get the book. So uh, good marketing, I guess, because I've heard it's good. I've been told it's very good. I've been also told the sequel Lost World is really good. And the movie like changed it dramatically and it's worth reading or whatever. Someone told me all about it. I was like, yeah, man, I'll read it. And that was like 10 years ago. 
Yeah, I also heard the books are way darker. Uh, obviously, because Hollywood probably wanted to market this to kids. Uh, hence, you know, the cool toys that came out. Did anybody ever have the T-Rex? I had, I had the T-Rex. I had two Raptors. I had Dilophosaurus. I had one of the Jeeps. I had uh, <laughs> at least Grant. And I think Muldoon, maybe. And I don't know, some other shit. I don't know. But man, I mm-hmm. had one of Jurassic Park toys. Yeah, I didn't. I never specifically had those. I just had like generic, like Dollar General dinosaurs. But I did have Jurassic Park the game for Sega Genesis. Good one. Yes, both which, of them. Which was was a neat game to play. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. had all that stuff in video games too. <laughs> yeah, that 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 game, I loved it, but I sucked at it so bad <laughs> as a kid. I always like every other game in that jump around. It's like every other game in that genre. If it was based off of a movie it, that you liked in your childhood, you probably had like all this nostalgia for it. But if you went back to try to play it now, you'd break the controller because it's like, it's hard as shit. How did six-year-old me do this? That's, that's I played, how I feel. I played the uh, Rampage Edition not too long ago, and it was like, it held up great, I thought. I mean, I'm a dork who plays retro games all the time, but I thought Rampage Edition held up great. The original <laughs> one's easy, too. I mean, well, if you play Grant, it's easy. If you play Raptor, it's hard. Yeah, no, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you know the the rich guy comes, breaks open his their champagne, uh, and then like he's like, "I want you guys to come and look at this park," uh, and they're just like, "No, we got shit to do here." Uh, it's like I'll pay for your digging for three years, and they're all happy and shit because obviously grants, you know how that is, um, mm-hmm. as far as get, getting it. I still think the biggest like this is a movie about cloning dinosaurs creatures that have been dead for 65 million years Mm -hmm. and i think the biggest suspension of disbelief in this movie is that from that point all the way to like the airport to another airport to a chartered helicopter all the way out to the island they don't once say so what's this island all about (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's just a surprise i'm sure that he's like being aloof and like not telling them but i still feel like I still feel like there would have to be a moment where, like, the lawyer or someone would be a little bit more forthcoming with it. But I, I, no. I don't think it's so. If I recall, because uh, I asked someone something similar about this, I, I could be wrong if it's in the book or if it was just more speculation of, of some kind. But they are basically uh, enticed by having a carrot dangled in front of them. In the sense that not only is it the discovery of things, and he's like, oh, it's a big secret surprise. You'll love it because of what you do and what you've made your entire life about. But also there's a, like a financial carrot. So maybe there it's the promise of just a ton of like, hey, come with me. You're going to like what you see, but also you're going to get a lot of money. for. Coming. Oh, probably. He's like, yeah, I'm going to pay for this dig for three years, but don't ask any questions. Yeah, and they never explicitly say that, but that would make sense. That being said, it would have been very easy for him to have said that, and then it would have just explained that whole thing. I got a question for you guys, because uh, they do explain how they make the clones. Uh, they d- DNA. That's right. DNA. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Just like you're on a Disney ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the mosquito where they like take the blood out because the mosquito is like, you know, eating the blood of every dinosaur that was ever fucking lived on planet Earth. And I thought to myself, I'm like, huh, I'm not a scientist, but that seems like out of reality where they just draw the blood and then they have to like sequence it each dinosaur species did, did you did you guys be like ah that's kind of a little bullshit but i know it's a movie and it's fun 
kind of yeah, thing. I mean, the, the movie's full of like bullshit science. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's... Are you ready to get to the exciting thing? We're already here now. This is the nerd in me that loves going back to watch this movie now. When this movie was made, this movie was full of shit, right? Still like, is. really? Well, it's full of shit, but if we're 30 years past that, and in a way, we understand so much more about that technique that. They're actually doing exactly what was said, but just doing it the right way, which is you can't simply uh, just pull it from amber where you wouldn't have it mixed with other DNA, much less it would it would be digested DNA. So it wouldn't be possible to take it from a different animal. That's that's the biggest thing that doesn't make sense. But if they do have preserved uh, tissue or any type of DNA of an animal, they can then use that clone it, use it, make an embryo and then. And then from there, you you actually can resurrect extinct species. It's literally what they're doing with this project to bring back the woolly mammoth, which is yep. insane. So it's it's a real thing that's happening. Like technically, is if there was in theory a way that they had a sample of preserved DNA, it would probably take tons of money, of course, in, in a couple of years. But yes, they they could in fact make a dinosaur. It's it's insane that it's there. But the way they use they've oversimplified. Of course, just because it's a movie and the and the science in it is silly, but the base premise is there. I the, my favorite part of all of it is they try to explain it, and there's all these like logical paradoxes and things that just don't make any sense. And they're like, you know what? What about all the pieces that are missing where it's digested and things you don't understand because we don't know the genome of the of the dinosaur? Uh, oh, we'll just put frog frogs. DNA in there. Just frogs. <laughs> that is. That is one of the few things that stood out to me in Jurassic World. I know we're talking about Jurassic Park here, but uh, in Jurassic World, it, it you know it's made like two decades later or something, and we now know that a lot of dinosaurs probably had feathers, and they discuss it briefly in that movie, and the, it's explained away by oh well we put frog DNA in, so it like got rid of all their feathers. And I was always like okay, nice job movie. <laughs> That's yeah. bullshit. But nice job. <laughs> What's funny is that bullshit, though, now that we do know that, also then makes it so that the frog DNA thing doesn't even, like, fit because a lot of the DNA wouldn't be compatible in that sense because they are a completely different species in terms of derivation. Oh, yeah, it's, it would it, make, they're like chimeras or mutants or something, yeah. Right, it would make more sense if, like, they use chicken DNA. Like, and then, yeah, or I've often, or heard that, I've often heard another closest ancestors like an alligator, so... Mm-hmm probably that too i yeah so but then you don't get the the plot point of oh some frogs and unisex points have been known to change from female to male it's that, blah, blah, how they breed yeah exactly so <laughs> yeah life uh, uh finds yeah. a way yeah life of uh, michael crichton read in a book somewhere some frogs can like grow a dick and he was like i'll put that in my book I mean, I'm glad he, that we didn't get the Finding Nemo Jurassic Park because that's literally what clownfish do. If if I've ruined clownfish for anyone, uh, or they have any weird things about gender, yeah, clownfish have prison rules. The biggest one gets the dick. the The next biggest one gets to have the babies, and then when that biggest one dies, the next biggest one's like, "Well, I guess I'm dad now," and it grows a dick. Uh, <laughs> that's science. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, so I got a question. When uh, I we jump around a lot, but when that's Ned- okay. Uh, when Ned, uh, the fat guy, uh, Nedry. see, yeah, Ned- nobody cares. Yeah, see, nobody cares. I care. He's hilarious. <laughs> so when he has the shaving Hello, cream can and he's trying to like book it to the fucking ship, uh, and he gets lost, uh, 
they the shaving cream they like zoom in on the shaving cream going into the dirt is that like foreshadowing like hey we're gonna make more movies <laughs> well maybe they had a vague idea of what they're gonna do but the shaving cream comes back the shaving cream is in jurassic world oh really okay. yeah, yeah. Don't you remember they find the sample yeah it, it's a it's a call i saw back. the movie once in the theaters i don't recall that part yeah they find the barbasol can uh in jurassic world and I also always thought character... when I was when I saw this movie in like third grade when I was real little, I thought they show the shaving cream go into the mud, and then later Dr. Grant finds the dinosaur eggs, and I was like, oh, they grew into eggs. I thought that for like <laughs> ten years or so. Like I was <laughs> stupid as shit for a long time about that. <laughs> it was later that I was like, oh no, they have nothing to do with each other. It's just they're similar <laughs> circumstances, and I was like, what the hell? They were also in a mud pit beneath some branches and rocks yeah it's just camera it's that movie language thing right where the camera zooms in on the barbasol can getting covered up by mud and it's telling your brain this is your this is important but it's fucking not so Mm -hmm. that that's why my brain was like well something something's going on here i know it i almost wondered if and i've never watched this movie with like any type of deleted scene or other thing it almost made me wonder if they ever had the intention of a deleted scene where someone went back and dug it up and found it or something but they they did it just twenty something years later in a different movie, but yeah they do end up finding it. It just so it matters then, but uh, which is hilarious because guess what that none of that shit would exist now. Like right like twenty years after sitting in that random canister like that buried under a bunch of stuff, those embryos are not going to be viable anymore. So it how do you know? Matter. Are you a fucking embryo expert? No, but I'm a fucking doctor, and I work in a genetics lab. So, well, that, that, whatever, yeah. that can mean anything. There's like 50 million different kinds of fucking doctors. I mean, that's, that's a true. show into a, a science. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, we, we're talking science about the science fiction movie. You're wearing a damn DuckTales t-shirt right now. <laughs> I am a man of culture. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get off of like the bullshit science in this movie, though, there is one thing that... It, uh, one of my favorite pieces of movie trivia is the fact that famously they um fictionalized the raptors like in actuality velociraptors are like i've always heard them described as labrador sized they're actually quite small and so they they made them bigger for the movie because it's more exciting if they're like human sized and then after the movie came out in the mid or late 90s or something they discovered a new breed of velociraptor called the utah raptor that is in fact about that size so in a weird prediction of like real life shit, Jurassic Park invented a raptor that later ended up to more or less be accurate. <laughs> I always like, even as an adult, like I always thought like raptors were like the mini bosses. <laughs> like I always thought T-Rex was like the, the main boss. Like I, I always thought like at the end of the movie, like there would be some type of face off with the T-Rex, but they made the raptors because they're so intelligent uh, and like prey, they prey on people. That's why you had that one scene with the guy with the shotgun. Um, <laughs> he's like clever girl, and he gets fucking eaten alive. Like that's a fuck. I, I love that scene, by the way. It has like a mixture of horror in this film, by the way. Like when it gets near the end, there's like yeah, the raptors are supposed to. They used a lot of um, serial or not serial. They used a lot of slasher movie cues to film mm-hmm. those scenes. Like yeah. oh, they, they, there's some uh, director's commentary something where they talk about it. I watched on YouTube a long time ago. But well, I they, they just watch slasher movies and they're like, okay, this is why this works. Let's put this in our dinosaur movie. 
Yeah, I mean, if you if you guys aren't aware, Spielberg, yeah, he he'd done a couple of movies before this. We talked about it. He had this movie called Jaws that he had made. It was kind of a big deal. It was about sharks. Uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of it, to me at least, when I watch the movie, there's a lot of similarities between the two, even though, I mean, they're different settings, of course. Yeah, the damn animatronics. Was that the movie about the guy that was hiding sharks in his in his business or something for, from the Nazis? No, that was hiding guy. sharks. No, that's a guy. He was in Ohio. saving sharks from the Nazis. <laughs> he was saving sharks for Private Ryan. That's what he was doing. <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> Uh, oh goodness! Uh, so, anyway, that we've got way off topic, but but really, that, that the does, elements of Jaws does mix well together. Like, there's a lot of the same elements, but you're right, slasher elements are there too. What were you gonna say, Andy? I I was gonna mention, um, fa- uh, somewhat famously, he uh, agreed to make Jurassic Park so that he can make the studio crud loads of money, so that they would give him the license to go make Schindler's List because he yeah. wanted to make Schindler's List and they're like, no, we're not going to make a three-hour black and white movie about the Holocaust. You're crazy. He was like, what if I make this dinosaur bullshit? And they're like, fine. And then the dinosaur <laughs> bullshit was amazing. And then Schindler's List was also amazing. And Hollywood was like, shit, we should just let this guy make movies. Yeah. And he <laughs> became one of the guys. It's like, you can literally just do whatever you want. And that's mm. how it is, how it's been. I thought he was uh, already that guy. I mean, he pretty much was, but for some reason, he would like he had made like Jaws and ET and and fucking Indiana Jones and all this close other stuff. Close Encounters the Third Kind. Yeah, Close the, Encounters, yeah. and he was like, "I want to make a movie about the Holocaust," and they said no, and he said, "Fuck you," and like <laughs> made this deal, and then made it. And they're like, you know, it's fine. You make whatever, because they thought he could only make. Uh, popcorn munching blockbusters massive blockbuster movies yeah and uh so then he proved him wrong it's mm-hmm. like the james cameron thing with titanic he's like yeah i'll make you a bunch of movie i just want to go see that goddamn boat like <laughs> uh speaking of uh of that uh, that is one thing that's interesting about this movie too it constantly plays at building up to the the stuff that leads to horror uh later on in the movie it's building on that whole thing of oh well, this is all great and fantastic but, you know, Jeff Goldblum's character just straight up calls out Hammond and is like, okay, yeah, well, this is great and all, but, I mean, you're exploiting something that is very dangerous. We don't have any idea how, how this is actually going to work. Like, you realize what you're, you're bringing into the world. And he famously says, you know, your scientists uh, only focused on or were too busy trying to figure out if they could do it. They never asked if they should. Or I think it's I'm paraphrasing, I guess, but. Is he a mathematician uh, or is he a scientist? He's a chaosian or something. He's a chaosian. Yeah. Yeah, was that it? Okay. Yeah, they they say. So I think by yeah by technical terms, he's he's mathematician that has the idea of chaos theory. Yeah, they mention he's a he's like a trendy choice for a consultant to bring in, and like yeah. I guess he's like. A rock star of the math world. I have no fucking clue. It's they really were like, bring in nerd," and that's why he wears leather, and he's like really good with. with he's ladies, like one of those celebrity intellectuals. Yeah, I, it's like they brought in um, they they brought in Bill Nye. Bill Nye, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's cooler than Bill Nye or Mr. No, Beast. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he he's definitely cooler than Bill Nye. 
Say. Jeff Goldblum in this movie is it's hard to not say it's cool. The fictional yeah. character of Ian Malcolm is better than Bill Nye. We all agree. <laughs> yeah, we're all it's not even a discussion. It's not even a you see how smooth that motherfucker was in the Jeep with, with, with Dr. Sadler. He's like, listen, uh-huh. I'm gonna he's like he's like tugging on her hair a little bit and he's like, Hey, I'm gonna do an experiment with you. Give me your hand and he's like touching her hand very gently and dropping little drops of water, and it's like caressing her fucking hand, and she's all into it. He's yeah. literally making her wet. Yeah, Suzanne. Oh, yep, yep. You're, you're right. Suzanne watched this is. movie with me because she was like, oh, yeah, I love Jeff Goldblum. I'll watch this movie with you. In the moment that he gets injured, like in the, the T-Rex. Like, she balls. Him, she, she didn't ball. She's like, well, I got a headache. I'm going to go to sleep. And I'm like, she literally stayed well, to watch shirtless later. him. He's all, that's the best part. No, 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 no. Well, hold on, hold on. She's got a process to get ready for bed. So she goes to get ready for bed and comes back out to come see if the shirtless scene had happened yet. And she just was there before it happened. And she's like, oh, great. And she just stood there waiting. And then she saw him shirtless and said, okay, I'm going to bed now. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? She literally just watched the, the Jeff Goldblum cut of the movie. That's she missed all the other good parts of the movie. Uh, so... I don't know. Oh well, I guess everyone's got like their weird like celebrity hall pass. I guess ninety three Jeff Goldblum is hers, but uh, he's doing apartment commercials now. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's a bit timeless. He's he's and actually like in the movies. Like I mean, the other uh, movies that I've watched, he's in uh, the fifth, the Jurassic Park movie. I think he's in the last one too. But uh, again, like, I, I heard they were all in the last changes. one. That was like the draw or something. Yeah, well, and I think that might be the only thing that's a draw about it. But I, again, I haven't watched it, so I can't criticize. Did they much. all die and get embarrassed and shamed and you know everything? Like, they were all eaten by the giant like oceanic. It was a multiverse of Jurassic Park dinosaur. <laughs> you know that that giant megalodon whale dinosaur they made. Was Doctor Was Doctor Grant brought low and made to be a pathetic shell of his former self? <laughs> Wait. Did dinosaurs eat man and did woman inherit the earth? Because if so, watch it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure John Hammond was buried in a pet cemetery and brought back to life so he could answer for his crimes. What if John Hammond created like this contingency plan? Because like it's kind of like the Walt Disney thing where he like cryogenically froze himself. He cloned himself. He's like, this is my DNA. When I expire, clone myself. And, and so I could continue my, my quest to create a Jurassic Park. That would have been the best twist in Jurassic World is if there was like a younger guy and in the this second t- or third movie you learn that he's Richard, or he's he's Heyman's clone. Yeah, oh, he's like 20 something. Yeah. He was like, look, awesome. I knew I was going to die. I decided I'll go ahead and start a clone of myself. And then he dies before he can like, I don't know, like the, something weird about the clone. So it still like has his drive to create this multi-billion dollar dinosaur industry, but it doesn't yeah. have his morals. Like it doesn't have a family or grandkids. So it's no. like an immoral rich guy, you know, the perfect villain in other words. And there's another one too. And they get, I'm going to write it. There's another one too. And they fill the holes with frog DNA so that they can fuck each other. Yeah, but they're all female. It turns they into a woman because it's in a male-only Hammond environment. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we did it. Dress Park 7. 
Oh my goodness. This is like a weird, like, it's always sunny when they make all the Lethal Weapon clones. Uh, yeah, we're just making our <laughs> own version. To be fair, if, if he did do that plot twist, the best thing ever to bring back, too, would be him showing up and someone saying, how did you do this? And then he's like, I spared no expense. Like, it's, it writes itself. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and zooms in. He's like, I spared no expense. Like, how did you do this? How did any of this happen? He goes, I spared no expense. And then there's the then, then there it like goes back and shows shows a, 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 a health failing Hammond to decide that he's going to use his genetic material. Yeah, he looks. Someone like, pricks his finger and he goes, that hurts, John. Yeah, he looks like the fucking Sith Emperor. He's, he's fucking Palpatine. <sighs> he has his finger out. Take it. Take my Dino DNA. No, it's just a barbasol can with a bunch of his DNA in it. Fucking- he, he, he has like a fucking... He just said a barbasol can! He has like a villain arc where he's like, my past self, my, my oh, first edition so was weak. <laughs> because literally at the end of the, the movie, Jurassic Park, uh, Grant is like, I officially don't endorse your park. And then, so you know... Neither do I. And neither do I. Yeah. And, uh, Lesson was learned. Yes. Oh, we, we've we've joked a lot about like the bullshit science in this and like the, the the funny aspect of him and cloning himself. But honestly, this is a nearly perfect movie. Mm-hmm. This oh, it's mo- so like this movie good. hits on every cylinder. The casting is perfect. The action is perfect. The the suspense is perfect. The horror is perfect. Everything's the perfect. Score. The music is perfect. Have you guys ever heard? It, it was going around the internet a few years ago. The theme song to Jurassic Park th- slowed down 20 times. Have you ever listened to it? Oh my god, yes. It's like perfect. It just feels so good to listen to. And I'm you realize like even the theme to this movie is perfect. Everything about this movie was like just finely tuned to make just just the movie. Yeah. There's also something wonderful. I mean, I've watched this movie goodness a hundred times. It's one of my favorite movies as a kid. Like as it was like any boy that grew up in like the 90s basically. But yeah. Uh, there is something just so wondrous about, and it, again, kudos to their acting of the very first time they see a dinosaur. Oh my god! Uh, yes. Or the time they see the triceratops. Yeah. It, it is just mesmerizing. And I don't know. Like again, you guys need to watch the 4K one. I know, like the whole oh da, 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 graphics are great. Seriously, it, it is. It looks phenomenal. I, I don't even have a 4K television, so no. Well, just you figure it out. Just come over. 2K. I'm gonna watch it on my fucking phone. Can like come a Neanderthal. You can watch it, and every time he says, Spare, I spared no expense, we'll take a shot of, of something, and then we'll a be seven, really drunk. Seven shots. Yeah, seven shots. Like, you counted two. I'm glad, because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but really, though, uh, it was fantastic to watch that way, but there, it's just, there's something that almost, like, took me back to, like, that childlike feeling, like, kid at Christmas, of them, like, discovering it for the first time. It's just so cool. And again, that, this movie is, like you said, it's near perfect. I know we're joking on about all the the nonsense and other stuff, but again, this it's this a fun not movie. For that. It's a popcorn movie. It yeah. comes the from a place of love, not of deri- derision. Right. Exactly. Yeah, the, the, I, it's, I think I think it comes from the level of familiarity we all have with this. Like, can, can any of you even guess at how many times you've seen this movie? Oh, nah, it's hard so much. Oh, it's over a hundred for me, for sure. Did you know it took a I, year for it to go on VHS? By the way, that's the way they used to do things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was probably in theaters for months and months, right? (laughs) Probably. Weirdly enough, this might be the movie that I own in the most versions. I think I have, now especially, I think I have 
a VHS. I have the DVD. I think I have like the weird HD DVD. Do you have the Betamax tape and the Laserdisc? <laughs> Those predate the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have. They're still, the they're still coming out. I have the 4K. Ones. I have cool. five versions of this. Do movie. you have the PSP UMD? Yeah. Do you have the PSP UMD? I think that's a real thing. I, I mean, I'm exist. I'm not the biggest fan apparently, but I have. Do you five have the Game Boy Advance video card? <laughs> oh, oh, you like Jurassic Park, huh? Name every dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, name every dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I to say, watch this movie a few times. Speaking of naming every dinosaur, uh, when I was watching the movie this time, I paused it when uh, when uh, Newman. I'm just gonna call him Newman. When Newman's stealing the embryos, one of them is I had to Google it. Uh, metric Metricanthosaurus. I was like, what the fuck? I I know all the dinosaurs, and I've never heard of that dinosaur. So I looked it up. You know how there's like uh, the, there's like that Mega Tyrannosaurus that's in three. And then there's the Tyrannosaurus, and there's Allosaur, which was my favorite dinosaur as a kid. And then, like, you go way down to the Velociraptor, Utah Raptor, maybe. It's like right in between. It's like, it's like a, it's, it looks like a T Rex, except it's like six and a half feet tall. And I was like, well, that, they should have just used that. That would have been great. Mini Rex. Yeah, it's like a little tiny T Rex. I was like, oh, he's adorable. <laughs> I like the T Rex face turn at the end. Helping. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it, wasn't, it was no face turn. Remember, one thing I noticed watching this movie again is they say something. They, they establish something. They they say something earlier in the movie, and it always pays off. The Grant says like the T Rex doesn't want to be fed; it wants to hunt. You know what it did the entire movie? It hunted. It did. <laughs> it was hunting. He was like, so he yeah. came in. The door, the giant door, was open for him to come in. So he came, or she came in, I should say. And, and he was like, like uh, "Oh shit, snacks!" And he just started eating. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite things about that was out is in the uh, the parody episode uh, of this this movie in uh, Rick and Morty when they go to Anatomy Park. I don't know if you guys have watched it. I'm I'm assuming some of you. I think you and I are the only ones who are. So, I'll uh, just brief thing in that episode. Uh, are he we turns. Cool? He turns. A, yeah, we're so cool because we watch Rick and Morty. We're deep. No, no but, I mean that. That's the quote at the end. It's like, it oh, just yeah, yeah. Are we cool? Are we cool? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he in Anatomy Park episode, he uh, Rick turns a, a hobo into a theme park. Like he makes his inside. <laughs> so he shrinks him down, and it's it's literally the the, the premise of it is Jurassic Park. Oh, wait, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're being hunted down by like gonorrhea and hepatitis A and a bunch of other uh, <laughs> diseases. And hepatitis C is the T Rex and comes out of nowhere and saves them. <laughs> and, and it like it hunts down all the other things and then runs off. And they're like, Does it give him a thumbs up before it leaves? Yeah. It kind That's of, what yeah, I was thinking yeah. of. Because at the end of this movie, I like. Where have I seen this scene? And the T Rex, I was, I thought it was Robot Chicken or something. No, no that's what it was. It's yeah, no, it's it's Rick and Morty. He he's like, was he a good guy? Uh, no, I I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> and the joke, of course, is hepatitis C will kill you eventually, but all these other things will kill you immediately, and they're all no, vying for contention. So the, the T Rex was chaotic. So many it was out yeah. for itself, like hepatitis C. It's just there. Uh. By the way, that shot was perfect. You know, after she kills all the Velociraptors and shit, then the banner oh, comes down. To, Raw, perfect. Yeah. Mm. Would you recommend this movie? No. <laughs> Too scary. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test, so no. What's the Bechdel test? 
Actually, I think it might. The Bechtel test is um, two women have to have a conversation in the movie, and it can't be about a man. Oh, okay. Let's make up random bullshit. Uh, it's 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 like it's like a semi-internet joke. It's like, oh, I know. oh, it doesn't pass the Bechtel test. It's fucking sexist ass movie. Like that's, but, it's, it's, it's that's like the uh, women in the fridge thing in comics. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm going to put really tongue in cheek bullshit. I mean, not counting the girl, but did two women actually have a conversation in this? Well, movie? that's what I was thinking. Ellie Sadler and the little girl speak at what? some point. That's not a woman. That's a girl. She's a hacker. Counts. Yeah, no, it doesn't hacker. count. She's a hacker. That's right. She knows Unix. <laughs> she's she knows Unix. I was like, that's she not has come of age. She's that's not how computer systems work. I mean, technically, technically, I love that '90s bullshit hacker shit where it's like, <laughs> I know this. <laughs> I, was ta- I, I, was, you know, I was talking to my brother. Was watching this. He's like, you know, this isn't as bad as some other hacker scenes are. Sure. Like, like the firewall's down. Oh my god, the 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 uh, yeah. the framestat is going off. I gotta hurry. They're I coming. The, I love that the UI is like blocks within blocks. It's like the, they were like DOS is boring. We're not doing that. That was like a that was like if three if Windows three point one was cool. Like it's like that's what that was. <laughs> yeah, I it was Unix. There was a good supporting cast, by the way. Um, Samuel L. Jackson as a fucking nerd <laughs> that he was in there. He was on your butts. <laughs> he was like a blue collar, like if there was a white collar, blue collar guy, that's what he was. <laughs> he was got to keep Newman in check. And Newman yeah, honestly, like paid enough. The, the joke is like you know it's Newman from Seinfeld, but uh, Wayne Knight does really good in this movie. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, he's a real asshole. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> no wonder yeah. you're extinct. I really like the scene where uh, he says he's going to go to the vending machines and get a snack, and it's his cover-up <laughs> oh, for, God. like, oh, it's going to be it's gonna be running a lot of lines code, so some minor systems might go It's around. like the most awkward I mean, shit I, uh, ever. Yeah, it's he's, like, like, really, he's like clearly <laughs> awkward, and they're like, go the fuck away. We hate you. Like It's like uh, up to that point, he's, like, super cool about this entire play, and he's like, I'm going to be able to do this. It's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be great. And then he's like, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to go to the vending machine. uh I just figured you guys maybe would like want something because you know I need a uh, I've had a lot of uh, sweets and I need some salts to b- bounce that out and uh, uh, I'm just gonna go anyway. Uh, the system is gonna be down. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know I, I just like it. It's it's a nice touch to that part because he's clearly like you know he's not a freaking double agent secret agent guy or anything. He's, he's like nerd, you know, nervous. Yeah. And he's a nerd. Is- he's a big fat computer guy and he bid the lowest price for this job. And he has money problems, amorphous yeah. money problems that we don't know about. Don't the know. funniest part about that scene to me is like it's clearly established that like he's kind of a dick and nobody likes him there, more or less. To me, yeah. at least that's the subtext of everybody's interactions with him. Well, and yeah. the last scene before that with him, he was arguing with Hammond immediately about money already and seemed like super cool and whatever. And then that happens. And then he's like, yes, dad, after he tells him, he's like, I just expect people to like pay for their mistakes. And he just goes like, Hey guys, you, you want anything from the vending machine? And everybody just stops and turns and looks at him because that's like so out of character for him. Like, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's like uncharacteristically nice the whole time. He's like super smooth about it. It's like someone <laughs> having a plan in their head. Like they had the conversation of how something would go down. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, and then he gets to, hey guys, you, do you guys want something to eat? That's gonna be that. And he, he just like loses control of everything. <laughs> It's like when you're cool in your head and you're like a total idiot. Not also <laughs> when I was a kid, I appreciated the scene, but the older I get, the more it's just about my favorite scene in the movie is where his Jeep gets hung up and the Dolphosaurus is there. Cause he's like, eh, you're not so bad. You're not so bad. Here, stick, stick, stupid stick. 
No wonder you went extinct. I'm going to run you over when I come back down here. That's like it's the funniest part of the fucking movie. <laughs> and then it kills him. Yeah, it opens <laughs> the door. I <laughs> always wondered, though, he closes the door. Is does that, the office always just like starve to death in that Jeep? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, it has problem. No, it has problem solving skills because you, it, it entered the Jeep from the other side. Yeah, I always got in assumed there like it blinds him, and then I always assumed it like got in the Jeep ahead of him. It's possible because the door was open for like several yeah. The, minutes, the, the so. door he left the door wide open. That's how I thought it got in, and he's blinded, so he just runs in there and he's like, yeah, "Oh my god!" And then he looks in the passenger seat, and there's this scary ass lizard that uh, eats him. Maybe that was his buddy. Yeah, I always wondered that too. Is there more than one Dilophosaurus, or is, is it the same diabolical Dilophosaurus? Well, they made like different camera angles. It seemed like there was multiple. I always yeah. like to think he teleported in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like to think it's he just transmission. I like to think it was like the Raptors. Remember, like that cheesy eye rolling scenes. Like, hopefully, they don't open doors, and then the next scene they <laughs> it open shows it opening a door. Yeah, yeah. I hey. love that. I love that's great filmmaking. If you ask me, like he said, he, they have to show. The Raptors can open doors. They have to show that. So they might as well set it up with something clever like that. They said earlier, that it's like they, they, they show problem-solving skills, oh, and they remember. They remember. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, what I'm saying. They, they establish something, and it pays off later. That's right. actually, you mentioned it in filmmaking. Like, with this movie, what it does so well that other films would, or other people would, would gain a benefit by watching it is how they spoon feed an audience enough, but not too much. It's enough to make those scenes perfect, but not like little, that it's cringe. They give you little nibbles. It's like, yeah, hey, this guy says this, this guy says this, and this. And if you remember and you have problem-solving skills, <laughs> it'll pay off. <laughs> and also, the door-opening thing sets up uh, uh, like a scene that's scary, but I think has the directing of like some of the great visual comedy. It's like at an Abbott and Costello level because they're in the control room and Dr. Grant, like they know the Raptors are out there. Dr. Grant slams his shoulder against the door, looks at the door and says, we need the locks. And as he stands up, the Raptor is <laughs> in the window and he goes, <clears throat> and like puts steam on the glass. And then you can see its eye go, huh? and then the door until <laughs> turns. And it's like, terrifying but also if you just objectively look at that scene it's hilarious it's, it's hilarious like it's yeah. directed so fucking well now, <laughs> now i know where the halloween h2o fucking scene comes from <laughs> where, yeah where uh you know he uh, fucking michael myers is in in the door window and shit <laughs> just like plot the Jurassic. twist plot twist michael myers is a velociraptor yeah his soul is in it. there like chucky yeah. and shit he just—he was just a, a broken child with frog DNA. <laughs> so they, <laughs> okay, I got, anyway, uh, I, got two, I got two things I want to bring up. Uh, one, I did like the transformation from Grant hating kids to like being a father figure for uh, the scientists, uh, the the rich guys, uh, Hammond's grandchildren. Which, by yeah. the way, the grandchildren just like show up. Like their their mother and father are like not there. They just like come out of the nowhere they're going through a divorce so i'd say he brought them there to be like hey come to the park check it out have a good time all right yeah he's i've got to, a ton like, of food mines off it yeah. yeah yeah and um the second thing i want to bring up is man that fucking kid takes a lot of bumps <laughs> one uh he gets fucking thrown off by the t-rex in the jeep hanging in the tree and shit and then the the, the car uh, the, the truck almost kills him 
and then uh, I forgot what other thing uh, almost landed on him. And then he got electrocuted on the fence by 10,000 volts and shit uh, and almost died. Pretty sure he uh, got nerve damage from that. He couldn't walk right after that. Yeah, and then like, Gr- Grant is like your hair stuff. standing up. <laughs> like the number one thing they tell you, like uh, when you're in shock and all that stuff, to like don't eat or drink, right? Like when you're in shock, is that one? I think doc- some time passes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, he's just totally fine after this. He's fully. F- it's a movie. I shouldn't be like nitpicking, but I want to bring up. Andy, you said this movie was almost perfect. What was the bad part that is the almost uh, taken away? Oh, I can't think of anything. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want to call anything 100% perfect. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I, I don't know if you guys noticed this. This movie, the credits start at exactly two hours and, and nine seconds. Yes. This movie is the perfect length. It's the it's got the perfect soundtrack. It has the perfect casting, and I'm sure there's something you can improve about this movie. But I'll be honest, I'm just like some jerk off who does a podcast. I'm not like a movie making savant like Steven Spielberg, so I'm not the person who's going to find a way to improve Jurassic Park. I'm sure there's a way, but I don't fucking know what it is. Yeah, I yeah I wouldn't call it perfect, and I'm with you. I don't know what I could like critique to be like, well, it's missing this. Uh, I had a blast as a child and still had that nostalgia feeling. Uh, I guess the only nitpicking I can do in twenty twenty three is when the dinosaurs are close, the CGI is like, that's eh, a little dated. But like when the dinosaurs are far away, like the CGI is fine. I guess some of the CGI in this movie is better than CGI I've seen in the last three years. Yes, mm-hmm. I will some say that. that. Some of that CGI is better than stuff that's in like the Star Wars prequels and like 100%. other early 2000s CG. It's like yeah. on par with that or it's better. It's also fun to watch and be like, that's CG. That's a puppet. That's an animatronic. That's another puppet. That's CG. Like they, they. Used everything. They used all the tools. They didn't just say we're going to hire a team of animators and they're going to animate all the dinosaurs. Yeah, they, they actually they got no people expense. to build dinosaurs. <laughs> they, spared, they spared no expense. Quite if you want, if you just don't want to, you know, have all that shit take it out, you take you out of the movie. Just get it, get a CRT TV and a VHS tape and watch it. Then it won't bother you. That, that being said, it didn't come to mind for me at all. I watched it in standard definition. I didn't I once it, go, oh, that's dated poorly. I thought it all looked great. I watched it in this 4K thing and did not have a single concern about the CGI. It looked fantastic. I know there I was. Go. I'm with Dubs there too. I did notice a couple times. It was that's eh, it's a little old. But yeah, I, I I didn't say it was like terrible, but like no. you, could, you could notice like, hey, green screen. I could I could tell it's a green screen. Obviously, there's no fucking dinosaur there. But what I'm saying is like. You see the outlines of the actors, and then like obviously a screen <laughs> behind it. I, I'm one of the biggest proponents of like some people get real hung up on like the quality of special effects in movies, and like to the point that they'll hold it against the movie. Uh, and I always go, "You can't do that. It's not fair. You have to consider what when it came out." Uh, yeah, it's like but, the sixty frames per second. People, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but like in the case of this movie, it's all it's all the highest quality stuff that they they could have done at the time mm-hmm. and it's still it's still good to this day for like when it came out yeah uh and one last thing grant hating technology is funny to me <laughs> like he, he's like hitting the 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 tv monitor then he hates seat belts and shit <laughs> and then uh 
the little arm thing with with the eggs and stuff. But I he's, I, a, man, I he's a man out of time. Yeah. But uh, overall, I mean, I have nothing bad to say. I'm I'm told I, I I guarantee you everybody's gonna say recommend, but I recommend this film. Right? If you like Every- movies, watch this movie. It's one of those movies. Honestly, I, I feel like I'd be hard-pressed to find someone who hadn't already seen this movie. But if you're one of those people, then by all means, please watch this movie. We'll Can you think of somebody that would not like this movie? I, I, maybe very young children? But even then, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I could see, yeah, Evie's too young to watch this. Yeah, there's, I mean, parts of it yeah. are pretty extreme, so I, I guess They're that. scary. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah, Evie gets scared by like a lot of like really trivial things. Still, like she's four, so yeah, I would I would totally think that like most of this movie, I think she'd really like. She'd love the things with the dinosaurs where they're just majestic, but the scary stuff with the dinosaurs, she'd probably be terrified of. You're so, gonna have to you're gonna have to desensitize her to it eventually. I, well, yeah, we're gonna work on. It. I mean, it all depends. Like, I mean, it, it, it's all about what you're you're doing, right? She's she's watching Disney movies. I, I was playing Mortal Kombat when I was five. You know, like it's all it varies. It does weird, vary. weird, twisted childhood. But uh, but that being said, yeah, this is one of the all time movies. If you were a human, if you breathe oxygen, you should watch this. I can think uh, of I can think of like one person. Everybody knows one person that's like a super contrarian that doesn't like anything good. And they, they they don't have a good reason. They just say it's not good. There's that one guy. Everybody's got that one friend. Sure. I always that, that like, friend is me. No, I, I was I was about to say it's you most of the time. I was gonna say it unironically. <laughs> what are you talking about? I always explain why I don't like something. Right. Yeah. But even then, like you're you're good on this one. So mm-hmm. yeah, five out of five dentists would approve. They they would yeah. want you to watch this for your health. So. Lots of teeth in this movie. There okay. Are a lot of teeth. So, Chaz, what is the next movie since we don't have a list? <laughs> it gets ready. Oh, man. I've been, like, shuffling it, and I've been thinking about which one to do next. Uh, oh, I don't have a coin to flip. We're watching I, Lost World. Funny. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. So, we're going to we're gonna do this. Heads, it, it's one tells us the other, because I have to let fate decide. Okay, it's originally what I was going to do. All right, so next week we will be uh, discussing American History X. Oh, my God. The fuck? What yeah. a fucking turn of events. <laughs> yeah, we were going to watch that on 4th of July. It was going to be my first movie. They're both uh, from the 90s? That's all I'm getting so far. Oh, well, Andy's taking his first guess. Uh, no, you said we had to watch three movies first. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, maybe three movies first. But, but yeah, there we go. All right. So yeah, watch American History X. Uh, very different than uh, the Jurassic Park. Where is it? Uh, but it's uh, Edward Furlong's fucking second only good movie, I guess. <laughs> that and Terminator Two. Uh, unless there was another movie that he was in that was good, but um, it's got uh, it's got Captain Cisco in it from Deep Space Nine. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got Ed uh, Norton. Everyone. Yes. Yeah, Hulk. Hulk's in there. That's what mm-hmm. he's famous for, right? Yes. Briefly. And that, bo- and that boys club he started or something? Yeah, the one that you don't talk about. Oh, shit. We already talked. We don't talk about Bruno either, but whatever. Talking about the sound of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 
Remember to watch American History X as the mystery theme goes on. I can uh, hear the cracking in his voice as he just said that. He's like, why are we watching this? I think I have their tubs off. <laughs> like my, uh, you ever see the the meme of the lady with math equations like in front of her? That's me right now, where I'm just like, where's the theme? I, I don't know. Uh, but before we get into last word, uh, let's hear uh, this ad. Wrestling nerds, wrestling weebs, wrestling fans. If you're looking for a different kind of podcast, one that goes over actual big wrestling news, I mean real stories. Not somebody getting divorced or baseless rumors or whatnot. And get some color, we got that. We also do reviews of wrestling from the past, but sometimes we also do wrestling from the modern day too. If it's something that interests us at the time. Other than that, I would say the main attraction is just three guys who have been lifelong wrestling fans doing what wrestling fans do. Cutting up, cracking jokes, and just enjoying the entertainment wrestling can provide. However that comes. If you want to catch Getting Some Color, you can catch it bi-weekly on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, usually. Usually. Imagine, like, the crossover Jurassic Park with fucking American History X. Just fucking just spare no expense. I thought you were going to say the crossover of Jurassic Park and wrestling. I swear to God. Oh, man. So, so what you're saying is the Nazis. So, Hammond was a Nazi, and he made dinosaurs. To- yeah, and he said spare no expense before he curb stomps. So there's Nazi raptors, and they're yeah, really the violent. Stomp. You can't say curb stomp. It's the stomp. Yes. Stomp. Right. stomp. Last word is where we talk about what the hell we watch and playing or doing. And if we have any news at the end, we will talk about it. Because we definitely have some news uh, containing to Microsoft. Uh, but I'll yeah. go first. What? I guess, oh, It doesn't matter. Uh, Chaz, did you fix the spelling of Jurassic in your name? I sure did. <laughs> it was it was bothering me forever, and I was like, I'm not going to be a dick. I'm not going to say anything. But it changed, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it, 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 I did a total weird uh, dyslexia thing there and to- typed it the wrong way. I, I've typed it like six times before, right before we started uh, for, like, for different things, like writing a list and then adding it to our, our Google Doc. And, of course, Double that's the, the time concept. I would – yeah, that's the time I would misspell it. So when I caught it, I was like, oh, no. And you guys were talking. I just boop, changed it. <laughs> What's up, Snoopy? Welcome What's to up? the sh- welcome to the What's stream, up, Snoop, Snoop Dog. What's up, <laughs> Snoop Dog? Sorry, uh, but we got a doctor in here. Can't spell Jurassic. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I almost spelled Unix, Unix. I did like three times. <laughs> That's an had... offshoot of Unix. Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> probably is. I mean, <laughs> Linux, Unix, yeah. Topics. Yeah. It's like a mixture. So, uh, with my three weeks off, um, I did some things. Uh, one, I got a PC now. I'm not on a laptop anymore. My brother uh, decided to... He didn't give it to me. I had to, I had to buy it from him because he's an entrepreneur uh, and needs to make money. Uh, so, I bought it. Uh, it has a 3060 Ti. I, I don't know graphics cards and stuff. And it has an i5. It's an, a micro case. So... I'm back running and I'm playing games on PC again, so I'm happy about that. And plus, uh, I got my big-ass monitor, so that's why my face is lit up compared to when I had my tiny laptop. I noticed. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, Andy saw me stream again because I'm back to streaming. I played some uh, ice soccer, as he says, uh, which is NHL 23. 
uh, I'm going to be playing some single player games. I just wanted to see uh, how it would run. Uh, I am going to like ghetto rig it a little bit as far as like audio wise, because I want to sit on my recliner, which is over there. Um, but I don't want to keep on moving this fucking microphone in front of my face all the time. So I'm just going to use the webcam microphone and just be sitting and like talking normally uh, as I play some single player games. Anyway, nobody really shows up anyway, besides Andy uh, and like random people. So I'm not going to be talking a lot. So whatever. Um, I saw Indiana Jones and the dementia of dynasty, whatever it's called. Um, the dynasty of dementia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like Indy and we reviewed uh, three of the movies. We didn't do crystal skull. I believe it. Did we leave the crystal skull out? We did. we did watch it. Or did we, did we leave it out? I yeah. We le- I remember us. I don't remember us reviewing it. I think we left it out. Yeah. For us. Yeah. So it still stands, uh, uh, the last one in my books ended in the nineties, um, but eighties, yeah, eighties, whatever. Um, no, Fate of Atlantis. You're right, ninety two. Yeah, <laughs> it was on PCs for DOS. Yeah, so I, I I decided to give Disney a chance or Lucas Films and stuff, and I was like, maybe they're not going to ruin Indiana Jones. Like maybe. Uh, they already did. Well, they did, but I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe something different. Maybe something's gonna happen. Uh, the first thirty minutes is fine. Like the adventures. Like there's a scene where he's on a train fighting Nazis and stuff. And I was like, sounds like, sounds like good stuff. And I was like, this is fucking cool. But then I started like seeing some things like they de-aged Harrison Ford. So imagine like an like a seventy uh, eight year old man. Uh, looking young but moving like a 70 year old man uh and the dh uh thing so i was like i have, I have to correct you 80 80 i'm sorry i thought crystal skull was the last movie god damn it 15 years ago look <laughs> if if they're gonna if they insist on making more indiana jones movies can they just recast indiana jones i know i know how blasphemous people you know what i think it is Oh, it can only ever be Indiana Jones. James Bond's been doing it for years, and they've been doing it a really good. They've been doing a really good job at it. Sorry, started sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, most of the time. <laughs> I, 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 I venture to say most of the time. I mean, they recast Indiana Jones. They have successfully recast him, like it, it, multiple times. So I would yeah. agree. You know, like at this point, you're going to have Indiana Jones with the whip, and he's in a walker, like or he's in a wheelchair, and he's just like doing. He's in a sarcophagus. He'll fucking crash his plane <laughs> a thousand times. <laughs> Fuck. Um, the 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 his granddaughter uh, in the movie uh, Phoebe Waller, she's unbearable. Um, and it, I, I'm not like being that type of like, oh, there's a woman in it, and then they they make them look stupid. I hate she's, women. They instantly ruin every movie they're in whenever they come on screen. Movies, they should be objects. But she sucks, man. I don't like her acting at all. Um, they written her to the point where I was just like, get the fuck. Like they tried to make her likable, but even when they were trying to make her likable, she's still an asshole. And I was like, like, I've seen her in the trailer, but it's really just like, she's there. And she says Indiana Jones's name a couple times. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, After that Nazi train thing, 
like the, the, the action and the adventure just feels soulless like this is where the 80 year old thing comes in like harrison ford should not be doing this uh i commend him doing it uh but i'm with you andy like they should just make indiana jones like it could be interchangeable with anybody like yeah. anybody on an adventure I mean, they have they have the young adventures of Indiana Jones, and that guy from Boondock Saints played him. Like Sean Patrick Flannery. That's right. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Just just do that kind of thing. Or the best solution, just don't make any more. Yes. Just don't make any more Indiana Jones movies. Please. That's the best solution. But if you must make more, is what I'm saying. But overall, Crystal Skull was better. Because I, I felt the... <laughs> that's outrageous. That yeah. is outrageous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I've heard that, though, from people, too. Is like like... Well, the I think probably the most fair thing I heard was like, you know, Crystal Skull was good for like the first half, and then it fell the fuck apart in the second half. Sure. And, and this one is like, uh, it was kind of good in the beginning. It sucked really bad in the middle, and the last fifteen minutes was like kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's from a uh, uh, Red Lighter Media, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Snoopy writes. And kept incapacitated <laughs> Jones. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, incapacitated so. Jones in the Dynasty of Dementia. There it is. Yeah. Oh, so. my I heard Incontinent Jones the other day too. In- incontinent. Incontinent <laughs> I- I- Jones. Whenever the movie like first came, like they had the first trailer out. Oh, Be careful! Man. You'll rile up James Mangold and say you're saying shit about ageism or something. Oh, ageism, by the way, I'm just straight up saying I just am. Comics. I'm just look. Harrison. What do you say? Warner- Comics gate. Is that what you, is that the word you just fucking said? You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, your boy Zach uh, made a video because Zach, you made a video. I make no, videos no. all the time. <laughs> well, right now, little, little history. Years. Little history lesson. <laughs> your boy Zach made videos, and that's what kind of like started off Comics Gate and all that stuff, where he was like reviewing comics. Uh, and they were just like terrible and it needed to change and it just snowballed from there. But anyway, he... real quick, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to jump right in the middle of your story, but real quick, I meant to send this to you guys the other day, but I did see a tweet that said, Hey, a comic book store in my town is going out of business and everything 70%, 75% off. Here are pictures of, and it was like a picture of American comics, DC and Marvel. And like all the shelves were still full. Here's a picture of the manga section. Everything was gone. Here's a picture of the wargaming section. Everything was gone. Yes. <laughs> and it was like, this is the state of American comics. I was like, God damn. It's, the truth, it's, man. it's true, though. Like the story. Sorry, but are, keep keep going. I just, yeah, the stories are just terrible. But anyway, your boy Zach made a video where he was like shitting on like YouTubers, uh, which there is some people that like do YouTube videos that are automatically shitting and haven't even seen the movie. Uh, but there are uh, tons of YouTubers like um, Neur- Neurotic, um, Geeks and Gamers. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, the Critical Drinker and all that stuff. They go see the movie, which, you know, they call them alt-right Nazis and all that stuff. Uh, and, you know, but they go still pay the, the mouse <laughs> money. Like, so I don't know what makes him Nazi about that. But he, he like started complaining and he started saying like ageism and stuff. I was like, no, your boy Zach, you're falling off the wagon. No, he, I mean, I was talking about, it's like, everybody knows that one guy that's like super contrary, and he's one of those guys. Also, mm. he has like the weirdest fucking opinions about movies. He has a whole other channel where he just reviews movies. And sometimes you're like, yeah, 
you're right about that movie. And then other times it's like, what the fuck are you saying about this? <laughs> it's like, it's all over the place. By the way, Snoopy, thank you for following uh, or sus- subscribing to the channel. Yes, Snoopy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I watched Indiana Jones. Um, no, I did not see the sounds of freedom uh, because I, I, I commend what he's the, the movie's about as far as like opening people's eyes. But I like in summertime, I'm not, I don't want to go be depressed watching children being trafficked. <laughs> like, uh, if anything, I'll see that when I'm at my home and probably Jones get raped. Yeah, get, get, get in, he's getting raped by a fucking insidious. That's a South Park joke. That was not yeah. my joke. <laughs> uh, insidious is fucking owning that uh, uh, Indiana Jones movie too because I don't even know why they're making a sequel to that fucking uh, movie franchise, Insidious. But whatever. <laughs> Something yeah. about a red door. I saw an ad for it. Yeah, there's always um, been a red door. Well, but they want to paint it black. <gasps> oh, I see what she did there. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, I played zombie. from the monkeys, <laughs> from the zombies. <laughs> yeah, How many I also... people can we make mad? That's <laughs> <laughs> like that meme: uh, uh, "Do or do not." There is no try, and it shows a picture of like uh, uh, Spock. Uh, Spock, and it says <laughs> Gandalf from Battlestar Galactica. I watched the show Hijack. Uh, that's Idris Elba uh, Apple TV uh, show that's going on. You it's and your really Apple good. TV shows, you're digging them, huh? Yeah, it, it they're well written and they're shot really, really well. Apple like, TV is getting another exclusive movie. I'm interested in coming up. They're making an F1 movie. They're also making a Napoleon movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Well, yeah, but it's not Apple TV. That's just okay. yeah. That's just- Cool this is Ridley movie. Scott doing awesome shit again. Yes, yeah. Movie, movie. movie trailer looked badass. And then I went on like a Kubrick kick where I was just watching like a kick brick. Yeah, kick brick. Uh, like movie analysis and stuff. And the director for Toy Story 3 like made a book about like uh, The Shining and stuff. Like he made a $1,500 fucking book <laughs> about The Shining. What? Uh, he got, huh? inter- he got interviews with Shelley Duvall. He got interviews uh, with the actor who played Danny. Um, he didn't get Jack Nicholson, but he took like an uh, archive of uh, uh, an interview that he did that uh, he did a favor for Steven Spielberg. And it was like an hour and a half interview that he took. Uh, there was so wait, a- you said you got on a Cooper kick, but you didn't actually watch any Stanley Kubrick films. I watched uh, the fucking Tom Cruise one. Uh, Eyes wide. Eyes open. wide shut. Eyes wide open. Yeah, <laughs> eyes wide shut. Eyes wide open. You only, you've never seen people more clothed than in that movie. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. That that movie. Next Halloween. That movie is fucking crazy. Like it is. I love that movie to death. Yeah. That whole movie, you're like, I don't know what's going on, but Tom Cruise is definitely in danger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's him in every movie he's in. <laughs> Pretty much, but this one is like. <laughs> have, have you guys seen Eyes Wide Shut? No. Uh, okay, so Chaz, you have though. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I won't ruin it or anything, but it's just the, the whole movie—you don't know what's going on, and neither does Tom Cruise, and that's what elevates the sense of like, oh, he's gonna get murdered or something. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I like when movies do that kind of thing, where it's like you don't know I, what's going on. The fucking it, guy doesn't know what's going on either. Nicole really Kidman's character pissed me off, like in what? this fucking movie, like terribly, <laughs> like 
I, I had PTSD in like some of the relationships I've been in, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, Tom Cruise fucking eject. But you need to watch the movie in order to. So Zach, uh, put that on your list. Watch Eyes Wide Shut. It's really, really good. Uh, obviously, it's his uh, Kubrick's last movie. He died in post production. Um, so part of it is studio edited, but I'm pretty sure like probably one of closest uh, Kubrick's friends probably uh, edited to what he think it was, you know, what he wanted and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I went on this like Kubrick kick and I found out that he wanted to do a Napoleon movie and then that got shit canned. Um, and then he wanted to do a Holocaust film, but then fucking Steven Spielberg did the, schindler's list and he got fucked around with that one too uh i kind of want to see all these movies that he wanted to do but we'll never get to see it obviously did uh the thing you watched about his napoleon movie did it talk about how he like hired a guy to just go to europe and walk around europe in napoleon's footsteps i believe they like mentioned it but uh i've i've always been fascinated by that he said look just go to europe and just go to all the places Napoleon went in order and just write down, write down about it. And I was like, man, I want that job. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pretty the cool. Holocaust film, I forgot what kid it was. It was like a known kid actor, uh, but he like brought the kid in uh, with the mother and he's, he's staring at the kid because he's like trying to picture him in the movie. He's like. Don't worry, I'm j- I'm not staring you like a creep. I just want to picture you <laughs> as a like Jewish kid during this time. <laughs> and he's like, the kid was like, he was just staring at me like for a good twenty minutes, not talking to me. And uh, I was, he went to sleep with his eyes open. <laughs> oh, and the the Toy Story director guy, um, he ended the Shelly because you know like there's rumors that he uh he was bullying Shelly Shelly Duvall to the point of like going to a mental hospital because oh, of Kubrick yeah. Yeah, I've heard uh that, yeah. he interviewed she- Shelly Duvall and it wasn't true um they she loved Stanley uh, oh, I thought but, it was more fun to believe that he had in fact been mean <laughs> I mean it would make he probably was a dick because she did mention he he is a dick because he has to be perfect you know his uh, stick about him doing a hundred shots to make sure it's perfect oh yeah he's a huge ass. like I did did any of the stuff you watched talk about how uh, he insisted the studio build like millions spend millions and millions of dollars building a jungle set for full metal jacket and then when he saw it he said i don't like this and he moved the scene to that earth it's the sniper scene he just moved it to some bombed out buildings after they built a fucking jungle in, in britain for him to film in. yeah <laughs> <and> <laughs> i also sucks and he's go somewhere else <laughs> i also learned that the the overlook hotel the little facade thing that they built uh for that set uh-huh. like burned down and shit like near the end of uh the shining uh, and he, there's a picture of Stanley Kubrick staring, standing in front of the wreckage, laughing <laughs> as That's the wreckage, wreckage behind him. Well, the uh, exterior shots of it is a real hotel, though. Also, uh, well, they showed uh, in this. I'll, I'll get I'll get the video for you, Andy, uh, because he 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 took uh, Danny's dad uh, was a photographer and was taking pictures. He got uh, permission from Stanley Kubrick to. Uh, take pictures but don't sell it to like uh, newspapers or magazines and stuff uh and you can see the overlook facade hotel uh 
like they did an onset in Utah. Uh, it was it Utah? I think it was either no, it was California because they did it in Cali or something like that. Uh, but on the set, there's a facade where it's like just the front is fake, and then the maze is also fake too. Yeah, they, I mean it's it's an actual building in like, yeah. in Estes, Colorado. I've been to it. I've drank at its bar. Yeah, they they, they built it for, to be in Cali uh, because I remember Danny went across the street to like fucking uh, Sesame Street or the Muppets or whatever, and he took like pictures with like Kermit the Frog uh, mm-hmm. because it was like across the street and he didn't have to film. But yeah, that's all. That's all I've done um, as far as like my vacation. I worked during my vacation. Uh, I just wanted to take a little break as far as podcasting. But Andy, what the hell have you been watching or playing or doing? Uh, I played a bunch more Tears of the Kingdom. I wanted to walk back some of my comments about that game. I was saying it's a super fun adventure and I'm having a ton of fun playing it. And that's all still true. But I said the story was like, who cares? Uh, I was wrong. Like I got kind of more into the story and like kind of understand what's going on now. Uh, the story's really cool. Like now I'm, I'm kind of into it. Uh, so far, that game has had two of my favorite boss fights from the entire franchise. And wow. one of them is like a major story moment. And I got real into it. And it's really fun and impressive. Um. I, I went to the Pokemon North American Championship. Or whatever. I'll let Chaz talk about that, though. Who, who the fuck cares? Um, I watched a whole bunch of the show. <laughs> what? Shit, all of my what am I doing? God, that's I'm some kidding. bullshit Chaz will talk about. That's all you're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, right. that's, all, that's all you do. <laughs> do you do the Pokemons? I catch them all, yeah. Um, it was funny. I watched uh, both the Austrian Grand Prix and the British Grand Prix, of course. Who won? Uh, who do you think won? <laughs> <laughs> it was old Max, Maxi boy. Maxie. Has he has he lost a race yet? Once? No. What? He did. He did lose once. Perez won. What? He got second. Oh yeah, no, that's right. I remember that now. It was like okay. Saudi Arabia, maybe, so, or maybe it was Azerbaijan. I so literally, remember. the whole the whole season so far has just been him in first place every time, but then. But then he got second one time. This motherfucker's going for what three stars uh, on the fucking Mario Kart circuit, where he's got to get first place to get his cup so he can get in the reverse tracks. He's always getting the fastest laps too, <laughs> and it's just like he's just, no one can fucking stop. Oh, him. Damn. Now that being said, he was winning each race by like twenty three fucking seconds. Now he's winning them by like three and six. Like, and oh. uh, he had led like every lap since Miami at some point. And recently some laps were led by some other people, including Lando Norris, by the way. Lando! Lando got second in Britain. Right. Awesome. So uh, McLaren did something and their cars are good now. Um, Lando got second. Piastri finished sixth or seventh, something like that. Um, All right. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, on, on Independence Day, I watched The Patriot. I'd never seen The Patriot before. Pretty good movie. Oh, I liked it. Mel Gibson? Yeah. And then after that, I watched The Great Escape, which uh, is better. But, you know, it's... It's a different movie. Have you guys ever seen The <laughs> Great Escape? No. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, World War II movie, right? Yeah. It also has Richard Attenborough in it. I forgot about that until I watched it. I was like, what the fuck? There he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's got everyone in it. It's got well, Steve McQueen, famously, and James Garner. Um, Charles Bronson's in it. Donald Pleasance is in it. Oh my god! Uh, uh, James Coburn's in it a little bit, not enough. Um, I don't know a bunch of other people. It's got it's got like it's got a ton of great actors in it. The movie's fantastic. If you've never seen The Great Escape, it's like you know 
one of the great movies. But I watched it because it has that uh, July 4th scene in it, and that's what made me think about it because it was Independence Day. Um, Why didn't you watch Independence Day? No. <laughs> what? But aliens. I always watch like uh, like war movies and stuff on Independence Day. I was if you want to ruin your, your uh, Independence Day, you should watch Born on the Fourth of July. Damn. Well, maybe. Maybe I'll watch it one day. <laughs> I've yes. genuinely never seen that movie. So. Uh, yeah, it also has our, our hero, Tom Cruise, we talked about earlier. Man, what a depressing-ass movie. It's a good Tom movie. Is Cruise worth in it? Yeah, Thomas, he, Thomas he, Cruise he is in danger in that movie too, and the danger he, gets him. He is in danger, <laughs> both physically and mentally. Yeah, poor guy. It's a rough movie. It's it's a good movie. It's just it's 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 daunting. Yeah, I'll watch it one day. Um, I listened to a whole bunch of episodes of Hardcore History, the podcast I talked about on a previous episode. I'm listening to Ghosts of the Ost Front, which is about the Eastern Front in World War II. I just I like bringing up that podcast because it's extremely good. Like outrageously good i just anyone who likes history would really like that show um also kind of think speaking of history I, I discovered a youtube show i've been watching why are you laughing it's uh it's about stand-up comedy and comedy writers and stuff like that it's pretty good and uh, it's for some reason kind of obscure like some of the videos have less than a thousand views on them but it's really funny um i think that's it oh and i watched like two and a half seasons of atlanta uh that show's hilarious i love it to death hmm Nice. I think that's it. All right, Jurassic Chaz, what about you? Yeah, so uh, I'll save Pokemon for last. Go in reverse order, what other stuff I've done. Uh, so playing Street Fighter. I uh, actually had a good run playing Street Fighter the other night. Uh, I managed to go like a 12-match uh, winning streak, and... I nearly got to the golden ranked. Uh, most of my matches that I've been playing, I was doing like casual and like battle hub while I was still learning. And then I got into ranked and ranked is just a weird cesspool uh, in some ways, but that's how it is, right? It's how it is in any game with ranked. It's a but, fighting game online. What did you expect? Yeah. I don't know what I expected. I knew it was going to happen, but, uh, but yeah, I nearly broke into gold, which like as I've gotten higher and higher in ranks, it's, it's gotten a little better, but uh, I hit a, a wall there, and like today, for instance, I played, and I did the thing you're not supposed to do. I just jumped right into ranked. I hadn't played in a couple of days, and uh, you should really warm up. You know, you just go to the, go to the training or go play a casual match or two. No, I went in, and I went like, on a six-match losing streak, got my ass kicked a few times, and then I, I basically like swept all that under the rug, and after a few hours, like got back to where I was in ranked and just like a little further ahead, but... I'm still I'm still in high silver, but I still need to to get a, a little win streak to get the gold. But it's been fun. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm really tired of playing against Ken, but just because like is, is Ken, Ken like high tier or something? Yeah, Ken. It, Ken is the the like, as far as like how he is ranked by all the pros in his tiers. He is the best character in the game. That's every uh, Street Fighter game. Yeah, but also he's just the most popular. So That's, just you, you regardless if he's good or bad, you're just gonna fight him like every other ranked matches against Ken. It's just you're gonna, gonna fight a lot yeah. of Ken's and Reeves. You know, yeah. I only ever it's not like I played it online or anything, but uh, my favorite Street Fighter to play is Alpha Two, and Ken is my least favorite character to fight in that. Why? I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just every time I fight him, he beats me. I'm like, fuck this rich guy. I hate him. <laughs> well, he, probably, he, gets fucked. 
Yeah, he bought too many NFTs and now he's homeless. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> NFT market bottomed out finally. <laughs> well, you guys run into the the version of him that has Dante's white hair and and red outfit, and he's like, oh, "Look at me, I'm using modern controls," but. I don't really mind that as much. It's not that big a deal. Although modern Zangief's just a weird thing to run into because they just got to press one button and they all, it's kind of frustrating, but it kind of comes to territory. But uh, anyway, I've been playing Street Fighter. It's been fun. Um, watched a handful of things. Uh, Evie and I watched uh, Pokemon the Movie 2000. It's the one about how the birds get captured and they all come together and cause a crazy storm and Lugia has to come out of the sea and restore Lugia. It's pretty cool. Slow King can talk, and he has an English accent. It's random. Uh, yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It, I mean, it's not quite as good as the, the first movie, but... It, Which it, one is where Mewtwo almost fucking kills Pikachu? That's the first one. The first oh, that's one. the first one. Uh, yeah, that's the first that's one everyone remembers. Yeah, that's the only Mewtwo, one I've seen. Yeah, Mewtwo uh, kills Ash, and then it turns him to stone, and then Ash comes Mewtwo back to life. gangster. Yeah, me too. Was like straight up, like now nah, I'm gonna genocide everything. And then he was like, "Oh, I don't have to do this. I can be good." And then he has the whole quote. It's like the first one's Thanos. birth, one's birth doesn't circumstances of their birth doesn't decide who they are. It's their actions or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he went from Thanos to Martin Luther King. <laughs> like, <laughs> like legit, like is about to fucking freeze a death ball the earth, and then just goes, you know what? This is all good. I just solved racism. That's seriously what happens. <laughs> you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. It's fucking it's pretty, phenomenal. I love that movie. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. This new season is fucking hilarious. I haven't got to watch the new episode. It's about uh, like a Chuck E. Cheese knockoff. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I'm going to start thing. that as soon as I'm done with it, Lane. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, my God. The, the first episode in is just fucking great. It's one of the best episodes I've watched in a while. Um but uh, it's been good. I, I caught up on Dark Side of the Ring, which I think before this episode, I had already been caught up. But I watched the Junkyard Dog episode, which was really good to, to watch. It was a wrestler I didn't see as much of. Like, I knew who he was, but I didn't know much about his history. It was really cool to watch. But, of course, because of what the nature of the show, you know, there's there's a sad turn to it. Uh, but then in doing that, I ended up watching a couple other random ones I hadn't watched. I watched the Montreal Screwjob uh, and Bret Hart one again. I watched the Macho Man one. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a while. Um, Evie has been getting into some vintage Disney stuff. I thought it was notable to bring up. We watched some old school Goofy shorts. I don't know you guys remember those old like nine minute like short cartoons that have like Goofy explaining how to do things and as Dude, in the process. Uh, unironically, I watch those every few years. They're all funny. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if you're a child or an adult. They're really funny. So they've re-uploaded, they've uploaded them to Disney Plus now, and they uh, even like help with some of the the art style and stuff. I mean, they look really good, but I mean, not that they they need that. But yeah, we went back and watched them, and the ones I always remember were any of the ones involving sports, um, water sports, <laughs> the football ones uh, really good. The football one. We watched the baseball. Uh, we watched the Olympics. Uh, we watched the the one where he learns how to ski, which is hilarious. Uh, just yeah, they they were phenomenal. And listening to her laugh is always just like the greatest thing. So she genuinely just thinks it's hilarious, because um, it is. Uh, so yeah, uh, I have watched the bejesus out of Dragon Ball. So before when we got off, I hadn't finished Dragon Ball Z yet, but I was very close. I was like at the tail end of the Buu saga. So I have since watched it. I have watched all of Dragon Ball GT. 
Uh, and I will not be going back to it again anytime soon. <laughs> uh, it just, yeah, it's, it just does not stand up to the others. And then I wanted to erase that to know what the actual canon stuff was. Because I, I will I'll go back. I will give one credit to Dragon Ball GT. There are some neat little moments where they try to tie in original Dragon Ball. It's just, it kind of falls short. That's the only reason I could ever stand it. Because I yeah. love, love, love original Dragon Ball. Same. But I actually think Super does better with callbacks than, than GT even does. So it almost makes it like, okay, it's not good. The one strength that Dragon Ball GT has is that it may have the best music in the entire franchise. The music to that, that like just like random like background music of just like this funky ass bass music playing is so fucking the good. The music is so fucking good to that show. That's it, the only thing. It's like wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love the music to uh, Super mm-hmm. as well. Super's soundtrack is awesome. But uh, uh, of things they just play throughout, especially anything related to when they turn God, like they go Super Saiyan God or Super Saiyan Blue, like the music they play throughout that is is awesome but uh but gt man there's something just really really good about it It hits totally different uh that said i'm not gonna go back and watch the story plot's kind of useless uh super i decided to watch it to clean uh, cleanse the palette and i have already watched the majority of it i just stopped at i think episode 70 i think it was 78 it's uh they're about to start the tournament of power so I've already watched almost all of it. I mean, I'm well, after that, you're gonna watch play. Dragon Ball AF. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it, it maybe. I thought about. Oh, wait, there's an actual Dragon Ball AF. No, no. <laughs> yeah, oh. he's, he's joking. That's that's a that's a deep internet lore joke. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, he's, that's an ancient internet lore thing. He's he's just being funny. He's being a funny guy. I thought about watching One Piece, but uh, the fuck? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna watch One Piece. I don't have it in me. It's too it's too much. And I and to be fair, I I have tried to give One Piece a chance long ago. I just didn't like it. It's okay. It's not my cup of tea. I'm not a big pirate fan. I know it sounds uh, weird. People like pirates. Eh. Pirates are I like pirates. Watch Black Lagoon. That's all about pirates. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Anime it's also pirates. twenty. It's also just twenty six episodes. Yeah, and, I like uh, I like pirates in space. These are these are are uh, uh oh shit. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Corsairs. Modern day pirates. <laughs> Modernized yeah. pirates. Modernized yeah. pirates. Some salary man pirates gets fucking like kidnapped by pirates in near Thailand. And oh. becomes part of their fucking group, basically, because they hold him hostage. Oh yeah, I mean, I watched that movie where Tom Hanks got on there, and those guys were like, "I'm the captain now." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, this is that. this is better than that. Captain <laughs> Phillips. Yeah, Captain Phillips. Uh, so yeah, Dragon Ball Super has been great. I I don't know what I like more. No, it's not true. I. There's still like so many like fond nostalgic moments that, that hold up for me with Z and even the original Dragon Ball, but super but still hair really doesn't good. change colors as often in Z. It, so. it, it doesn't. So it's got it's got to be super. Super is just they got it down. <laughs> Super's good. I, I I found more things that I appreciate actually watching Z, like watching original Z, like like not like cut or abridged or uh, Kai or any of that nonsense. Watching all of it. And then watching Super gave me a new appreciation for some of the arcs, like Vegeta's arc of how he grows and like how he responds to certain things, like in the future Trunks saga. Um, 
in Super with uh, with Goku Black and stuff. Actually, makes a little bit more sense. And I kind of like that. But uh, anyway, that's for another day. Can, we've already gone long enough. I don't need to get any more winded on that. Uh, so the last thing is what we're rating on. Um, I attended and competed in the Pokemon National Championship or NAIC. And while I did, unfortunately did not proceed on to like the next wave of, of things and like do super, super well uh, and like make a bunch of money, I, I did actually have a, a solid record. I finished within the top, I think it was like the top 256 or whatever. And uh, yeah, I had a really good time. Uh, met up with Andy the, the following one of the following days and shopping around and do different things. And uh, yeah, and managed to find uh, from a mutual friend, someone, uh, I guess to kind of lay it out, whenever you place, there's both the video game tournament as well as the, the card game tournament. But the prizes are relatively the same in terms of, like, random swag they give you. So even if you play the video game, they still give you a, a card and a playmat if you top eight. And I managed to buy this bad boy, which is the top eight playmat uh, for championships. Um, of course, I got the hat and I got a regular c- competitor thing. But, um, but yeah, that playmat, because there's so many limited numbers, of them, they're already going for a couple hundred dollars online. So I was pretty excited to get that. But... Um, the other thing I did is I was dared to, to buy some really, really old packs and I bought four, count them, four packs of first edition Neo Genesis, which is the very first set that came out when the second generation came out. So, uh, for Alligator, Typhlosion, uh, Lugia, Ho-Ho, uh, the three dogs, all that. It's the gold and silver era. Uh, you couldn't remember the green one either. <laughs> uh, I, I, I intentionally like to avoid saying Meganium. I, I knew Meganium. Poor thing. Better than damn Venusaur. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, packs were... Retail are usually between six to $700. I managed to get a deal and I got four of them for around a little over $2,000. And then people were like, oh, that's really crazy that you did that. We didn't think you'd do that. It's like, yeah, well, are you going to open them? Of course I am. So we live streamed the opening and I managed to pull not one, but two hollows. One of them being Typhlosion, which is the third rarest card in the set. Um, I actually got an update today because it got sent off for grading because it was a pack fresh opening. Um, as of right now, there with uh, Beckett grading, there are only two other perfect 10 graded cards of that kind and zero of their like black label perfect 10. Uh, so depending on when this card comes back, it could be worth anything near, it, it may be worth just a couple hundreds if they really shaft me and say it's only, a, you know, a seven or an eight, but given circumstances, I think it's gotta be at least a nine, like a 9.0. I, that's what I'm hoping. If it's at least a nine, then we're, we're sitting at, of four or $500. If it, it's the 9.5, we're getting closer to a thousand. If it hits 10 or a couple thousand, if it gets the black label, because it's one of a kind, I mean, who knows what it could go Pristine. for. Uh, so H- we'll hollows back we then that. were rare, right? Huh? Hollows back then were rare. Like I, I, uh, oh, I, yeah. I forgot, I forgot I, I mentioned it on my birthday. I bought Pokemon cards and like every pack has like a, a hollow or, or a reverse hollow. <laughs> Um, yeah. I remember back in the day, like, <laughs> fucking weighing the packs and be, me, 
make sure there's a hollow in there. So that was what was neat about this. The so the guy that I bought these from, uh, I'll give a shout out. It's Yeti Gaming in St. Louis. Uh, really nice group of people. Uh, so they actually brought a fresh sealed box of this set. It hadn't been opened. So there's nothing that's weighed, nothing. And to commemorate it, like had it locked and sealed and open it the very first day when someone officially bought a pack from it. He was going to sell the box if someone would buy the whole box. But open it to sell the packs the day of. I bought my packs the second day. So, uh, so, I mean, yeah, is, is it possible the guy got in there and started weighing them, whatever? But, I mean, if he did... He did he, a bad job. He let me choose what packs I wanted. I bought one of each of the art sets of the blisters, which, by the way, the blisters as a set sell for, like, $100 on eBay, which is absurd. So that tells you how, like, valuable and old these things are. People buy crazy shit but that being said he let me pick out the packs i wanted um he could have easily had tried to say oh take this one or hand me this one but no he let me pick them out and actually i went back to him and just to be nice and say hey look what i pulled out of your packs and the guy nearly flipped out on me like was so like like just amazingly overjoyed and like wanted to take pictures and gave me some merchandise and was like, yeah, let me know about uh, how it gets graded. And I'll, I'll be happy to vouch if there's, if you need anything for authenticity, we can prove a timestamp of when the box was open because, you know, and I was, I didn't realize that was a thing, but, I, and some people even said that it's BS, but I mean, this is a guy that works in this industry, but he seems to, to really feel like if you have validation that a card was actively open that it could help at least with how, how it's graded i guess it like couldn't hurt i'd never heard of that until you said it but i guess it me makes neither sense. it it, it kind of makes sense like at the same time though i've also been told like the graders that do this also are like people that are just paid minimum wage that just work in the industry but then again i i don't know i have no idea what like depending on where they're at like i could see that with some companies but beckett like you can pay certain amounts like you can pay to go there and they will grade it in front of you and like they will do it all in front of you, and it's expensive. Um, and I did pay for one of the higher packages. I paid for an, like the higher one that's express. Like if you want, they can like send you a video to show you how it was graded and processed. Like it's really cool. Um, that being said, uh, it makes sense to me in that it's not that it changes what the card would actually grade. If the card's truly defected in some way, it wouldn't grade high or any higher, but it, it's leniency, basically. If they, they see that, okay, this card was freshly open from a pack that's been sealed for so long, they're less likely to look for really minute defects because someone who's had it just in their binder for 10 years, well, it may have little bits of wear and tear that actually affect where it would be. Like, you're not looking for that because this card is pack fresh. So I guess that makes sense. I have no idea if it's going to affect what this card gets graded. For all I know, the next time we talk, I have the card, and it's like, look, I got a seven. It's worth the same as it was when I before I sent it off. Yeah, and but that was then the you price got a cool video it. and story, and it's a cool-looking card. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did get Reddit famous there for a bit, too. It was the top post on Pokemon subreddit there for – or the TCG subreddit, which is kind of cool. So, uh, so yeah, it was neat. It was a fun little experience. Um, I didn't say this, too, but also in, like, my total amount of points, I haven't been doing a lot of competitive stuff, but I, I had grinded enough uh, things. I did actually qualify for World Championships in Japan in August, uh, despite not, you know, placing super high in the event. Um, that's neat. Unfortunately, I can't go, uh, but uh, hoping – if I can continue with that and actually go to more events next year, I'll actually be able to compete at world championships. Pretty cool. So we'll see, but that is all I've done. 
Not much else. While you were talking about Pokemon cards, I opened a pack I bought today, and I got a card. Oh, Wuchin! Yeah! <laughs> Neat. Nice. Alright. Zank, what the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? I didn't do a damn thing. You had so much time! I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> well, I watched... Uh, I'll start with this, at least. I watched Money in the Bank 2023 uh, while I was on vacation. Cause it, Dude, that it was tag on, match. It was on Saturday. This show itself was okay uh, for the most part, but uh, yeah, the the main event, the the Bloodline Civil War was like fucking good. The on in retrospect, I think the match was a touch too long. They probably could have dropped five or ten minutes even, but uh, it was still re- it was still a really good uh, tag match with a lot of good in ring storytelling shit going on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool. Uh, not much else to say about that. Uh, I think I don't think there's a pay per view in July at all. Like I tried to check the schedules. No, SummerSlam. They do at least one every year or every. They they used to do one every month, yeah. But WWE, I guess they're they're starting to pull back a little bit on that. That good? Do you consider that good? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And uh, like I I was gonna say, uh, I've liked their pay per view shows better lately because they're, they're if it's not a big show, it's three hours long. Uh, which is what they used to be. They used to be like almost three hours or just just a touch over. Uh, and I'm fine if they skip a month or two. They don't need goddamn pay per view every month. The, the Monday Night Wars is over. <laughs> it's been over. <laughs> to give you guys the look into something, because it's just a rare occurrence that NXT would make make any headlines anyway. But I don't know. If, uh, Twitter and other socials have been blowing up. Apparently, the the match that happened tonight on tonight's episode was a bit of a banger. I've been uh, hearing more and more about NXT matches lately, so I guess yeah. NXT is recovering finally. Yeah, Ilya Dragunov, Ilya Dragunov and Braun Breaker face each other for the number oh. one contendership. Apparently, it was very good. Like one of the makes, best matches of the year. Period. Not just on TV. Makes total sense. Ilya Dragunov is like one of my favorite wrestlers. Dude does not have right a. Now. He doesn't have a bad match, right? No, God I damn it, the guy's the guy's incredible. <laughs> Watch Ilya Dragunov and, and Walter, uh, formerly Gunther now Gunther, excuse me, he, uh, Walter. He was known as before. Jesus Christ! Like every time I watch those matches, I'm like, this is what wrestling could have been. Could could have evolved into, but it didn't. <laughs> so, for the most part. Uh, but every time those two guys mix it up, it's like, God damn, I wish all wrestling was like this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched a bunch of, uh, uh horror movies of, of varying quality. <laughs> uh, I watched Pumpkinhead. Ooh, uh, the OG? Was, yeah, the OG. I must, I don't know if they remade it or not, but, uh. They did. Oh, it's probably I, I worse. they've remade every fucking horror movie now. Yeah. yeah, some like that's why I questioned it because Pumpkinhead I think is kind of a little bit of a cult movie, uh, but I don't sure ever call it being like super popular or anything. They even remade Stepfather. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was okay. Uh, there were some funny oh. moments in it. What, what were you gonna say, Chas? I was just I apologize. It's not that they remade it. It is currently underway. If- or it was being remade, but this was from 2021. So I don't know if it's still like frozen in production. COVID I just remember something about it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we might be okay. It, it may not. 
it may not be a thing that happens, but yeah, I could have sworn it, they did already have a remake. But there are a bunch of like, I guess, sequels then or spiritual sequels of it that oh, are like sucks. not even B movies. They're it's like Kimi Head. Oh my god! And then there's like a really shitty PC game. But uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> no, it's terrible. My favorite part of it was Lance Hendrickson uh, uh, and the old hag lady. She's like one of my favorite horror movie characters now. I wish like their other movies didn't suck because she's awesome. Uh, the old the old lady, the old uh, country hag knows how to summon Pumpkinhead, and, and she's the one that does it. <laughs> it's like the whole thing is like uh, his son accidentally gets killed by like, you know, uh, city folk. They, they term it. And uh, he gets mad and he wants to summon Pumpkinhead because he, he experienced, he, he saw what Pumpkinhead did as a child. It was crazy. And uh, it happens, and it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. It goes back to the old hag lady. He's like, it can't be like this. Like, what did you think it was going to be like? (laughs) She's so awesome. She's all gnarled up and shit. Like, it's literally a hag. And there's like a a creepy owl in the back looking around. There's all, like, I love it. But he's like, God damn it. Make it stop. I don't want it to be this way. I'll do it myself. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it myself. Like, and she's, she's like, you can't do it. You won't. (laughs) Just like, God damn it! God damn you! And she's like, he already has, son. Sounds like an Ernest movie. <laughs> he already <laughs> has. Yeah, he kind of like freaks out and turns into Ernest for like a minute. <laughs> but it's just fun. That's one of my favorite freakouts. <laughs> um, it was okay though. I watched Macabre. That's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, 1980 Macabre. <laughs> It's about a woman, like, the first five minutes of the movie is, like, fucking amazing just because of the series of events that happens. It's like, I don't know, she's married, she's one of those unsatisfied fucking housewives or some shit, so she cheats on her husband and ignores her family, Uh, and as she's doing this, she's leaving the house to go to a meeting, uh, but her daughter is wise to what her meetings are. And she uses this opportunity to, like, you know, smoke her mom's cigarettes and do stupid shit, like drown her little brother in the bathtub because she thought it would be uh, entertaining to do (laughs) and get away with it. (laughs) And she finds out that that she drowned her because she calls her mom and tells her that, oh, Toby drowned in the bathtub. She tells on herself. So she's like a little sociopath, basically. (laughs) But what happened? But what happens is on the way there, like she gets her fucking boyfriend to take her and she's rushing him and he's like, oh, calm down. Like, Jesus Christ. He gets in a car accident and dies right in front of her. <laughs> like he hits like a steel beam and it decapitates him or some shit. And she's like, ah, she's like freaking out. And then she goes to a mental hospital for a year and uh, yeah, she gets out. But the whole twist of the movie is, is like, she's interacting with somebody in this boarding house and you never see who it is. You just hear sounds and you see like scenes, but you don't see who else is in that room. It turns out somehow she got the guy's decapitated head and was able to store it in the freezer in that fucking room. And she's been making out with it and shit and making noises, carrying on with herself with it. (laughs) Oh, it was it was it was fucking bad though. It was terrible. Don't ever watch that movie. Um, Noted. 
I mean, don't I don't really need to. You described it for me. I think yeah, that's what I, I tried to so. compact it into like a minute and a half. <laughs> uh, Mirror Mirror uh, is another one. It was okay. Uh, it was like 1990. As some girl has a creepy mirror in her room, and it made her. It's it's weird because this is after Beetlejuice, and the the main girl in the movie is like moving in this new house with her mom and everything, and she looks like Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice. <laughs> Just, like dead ringer and I'm like this is after Beetlejuice she's moving in with her her mom is like weird and they move into this really bright home and she hates it and she's dressed exactly like her hmm. <laughs> whatever <laughs> it was just okay it wasn't really good or, or bad necessarily um, watch Lights Out do you remember that YouTube short uh, that came came out like a few years back where it was like a somebody saw something in their house when they turned the light switch off. It oh, and like the a, creepy thing that's by the light switch. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. That that uh, spun off into a full length feature film, hmm. and uh, it was all right up to a point. And the problem was, is they got too into explaining what the thing is, what the the, the entity is. I fucking hate that mm. shit. They got ways. Let stuff be mysterious and scary. Yeah, I like ambiguity. Like Like, exactly. Yeah, it kind of dragged it down, and it takes you out of like the the um the the tension that it builds because it works. That gag still kind of works when you see it happen. It's close. What the fuck? And it's like moving as you turn the lights off and turn it back on. It gets closer to you. It's like oh shit. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they they got way too into explaining it. Almost like uh, um how actually some some 80s horror movies would get into explaining the slasher villain or something um yeah it just ended up being okay because of that yeah uh, they come some dumb explanations sometimes too it was like, it was not it was like she was a uh, this she befriended the main character's mother when they were children and she had like a fucked up skin condition and they tortured her in an insane asylum and somehow it killed her and it made her a, a, a lights on lights off ghost. See, that's fucking stupid. It should have just been like a weird demon or some shit. She wasn't hugged enough. And then she became the wrath embodiment of police brutality. She was killed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, candy, that's the Candyman remake. Damn it. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it belittles some of the other bigger problems that are happening, which kind of sucks. So it's, it's like, just keep it a mystery. Like, fucking let it be creepy and it kills people and it's scary. Like, whatever. Yeah, please. For the love of God. And I finished it off with the cabinet of Dr. Calgary. <laughs> yeah! That's, we, uh, me and Andy reviewed that movie. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it was it was neat to see where, like, where a lot of inspiration came from. Arguably, this is the first horror movie. That's what they uh, say. Like, there's been little short films before it. Like, really short. Like, a few minutes or some shit. And I think like Haxon comes out closer around the same time, but I don't know necessarily that Haxon counts. It's Haxon kind of lacks. It's weird. An overall <laughs> narrative. Like, yeah, it's Haxon like, it, is like this is some spooky shit that might be in a witch book. Whoa! And it's like a bunch of vignettes. Yeah, it's strange. Like I was really interested in watching that movie, and then I read about it, and it was like kind of like almost a documentary. And I was like, I don't know if I want to watch that now. It's it's, it's interesting. It's worth watching once. 
I wouldn't okay. like blind buy it or anything though. Like Cabinet of Dr. Calgary is great. Also, you would really like Vampire. You should watch that. It's in the I've same got way. it on my HBO uh or Good. Max. Yeah, it's you, on there. Whoa. Uh but uh you'll, you'll like if you liked uh Calgary, you'll Yeah, I'll probably check it out for sure. Like I said, it's on it's on my list on there. But yeah, Caligari was really cool. It's like it it's like the first slasher movie kind of. Because the the guy, you guys have seen it. Chaz, have you seen it? Mm-mm. Go watch it. It's like all, a little bit over an hour. <laughs> you watch it on Tubi. It's not a not very good quality version of it, but uh, it's uh, it made me want to buy buy it on home release because I did see it's got like a better version out now, kind of like how Nosferatu is. I think it's like uh, public domain, so there's a bunch of different releases. I think. Yeah, like it seems like they do the thing where they color shade different parts of the movie, like that one version of Nosferatu is now. Oh, um, the, the version I watched didn't, or wait, or did it? No, it did do that. Never mind, I'm crazy. Yeah, the version I watched didn't. It was monochrome, and it was like pretty low quality. Uh, but uh, good movie, though. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I played a bunch of games. Uh, I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on uh, PlayStation. Uh, the first one? Oh, yeah, the first one. Fuck that remake bullshit where they, they fuck it up. You know? well, I mean, just, I mean, two is also good. I like one, two, and three. I'll play any of them. Oh, yeah, sure. I only played one and two, actually. So I'm going to, like, over time, get the other ones I didn't get. Three, like, was the beginning of them kind of getting too many cooks in the kitchen, and it, it loses some of its charm. But I still really like three. Yeah. Is three, that the one where you can play as Darth Maul? Yes. Uh... Yes, uh, you can be yeah. Spider Man in one and Darth Maul in the other. One, I know, two, yeah, one, three. I can't yeah. remember which is which. Remember the Wii version with the skateboard? No, let's forget that. I would defend it a little bit. So, four is actually one of the ones that's like highest rated. Three and four were like, like, four after four is like when they made, I think, Underground, where they had that weird thug. story where you put some people like thug. thug. Yeah, yeah it wasn't really bad, but yeah. like from there, like the whole genre just started to steadily take. Yeah, then it was down. like Proving Ground, and I mean there was a Thug Two, and like, like Project Eight or something like that. Yeah, but, like they got way off the rails. Yeah, yeah here's the thing about intended. <laughs> the thing about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is you could say that that name, and I immediately hear the song Superman by Goldfinger. Yes. Yes. Never ever <laughs> won't hear that immediately. It's playing in my head now. I'm gonna listen to it after the podcast. The soundtrack <laughs> still fucking rips. It's awesome. Love uh, it. But uh, yeah, great game to this day to to play. Very pick up play. It's like a, a round is two minutes. Fucking go tear it up for two minutes and you're done. Like yeah, uh, right down circle. That's actually now that, I, now that I got my Polymega, that's one of my like every time I play the Polymega, there's certain games that I just boot up for. 15 minutes it's almost always one of them hell yeah um i also played driver uh oh god it's another good game mm, see i i used to think that game was all right and i i uh traded in back in the day when i was younger and had no money uh and i got back and i was like i'm gonna play driver again i was like i don't like it man (laughs) i I agree with you i think uh i played driver two Re, like uh, three or four years ago, I was like, this is not what I remember. The car physics are just so whack in it now. It's It kind of suffers, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, I think I think the time, like, it, it at it, the time it, when it came out, yeah, it, it was, was probably awesome. fine. 
Yeah, but see, it's and you kind of can't do that, unfortunately, for games like as much as you could movies, because there's only so much you can do about how something plays, how it controls. It's like okay. you can you can adapt, but goddamn. <laughs> hear me, hear me out, because you have it. Just try this. If you do this once and you still don't like it, okay, it's fine. Boot up driver. Go to the the section where you can pick like your like, mini games, where you can just like do whatever instead of actually playing like the single player story. And I, I think it's under it's under that scenario, and it's like cops and robbers. I think it's what it's called. Uh, basically, it's the one where you're getting chased immediately by cops, like they yeah. are daggering in immediately. Choose San Francisco. Have fun. Because you start at the top of where the, the classic like San Francisco hills are, where you can just go down like the hills. They chase you down, and the physics are so bad, it makes it hilarious because cops are flying everywhere. They're flying and crashing into buildings, and they're going over stuff. Total chaos happens, and the game like glitches the fuck out, but it's so fun. That's so weird. You just described you're going downhill in San Francisco, and cars are flying everywhere, and all I can hear is rolling around at the speed of sound. <laughs> one place to go, gotta follow my rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just try that. I remember that was a blast when I was a kid. We used to do that all the time. Uh, but other than that, I can see how it doesn't hold up otherwise. So, like, I tried to do like the. You know, they make you do a test before you actually do, like, the missions and shit? Oh, the test at the beginning is, like, infamously, like, it took could, so long to figure out how to do it. I couldn't fucking do it, and I tried it, like, ten times. Like, God damn it, what am I doing wrong? Like, I, I know how to do all this shit, but it's, like, sometimes it just doesn't register. Just Google it. You're you're I an did. adult now. You don't have time for this shit. Just look it up. I did. There's nothing you can do. Oh, really? No, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a time limit and, like, how to, like, do all the things, like, to solve them perfectly and then do, like, the reverse. Uh, you have to do, like, a J-turn, like, the one the 180. Like, it's, it's so hard. hard to do. Like, yeah. I can do a J-turn in, like, every goddamn racing game. I can't do it in this fucking game at all. Hmm. Uh, it, it, go, it goes into the control issue. Uh, hmm. But I'll try to do the San Francisco thing. Uh, I did play that cops and robbers mode, but like it was hilarious. I just did Miami, and it, it sucks in Miami because it's flat, and they just brrr, they ram you immediately, and you can't get away. It's just like fuck. Oh, you gotta do the other one. Like they start hitting each other. It is nuts. It's it's fun. It was the thing we used to do uh, when we were younger. We'd like sneak into to the, the liquor cabinet. And we're like sipping <laughs> on like just like knock uh, knock off whiskey. And and playing driver and being nonsensical is just a very funny thing to do. <laughs> Telling them my twelve year old self. Uh, uh, I played a, a bit of Metal Gear Solid. Uh, we're, I think we're supposed to do a, another recording of it sometime soon. Yeah, I've been. I, it's it's been back on my mind again. Like I said, I got up to Revolver Ocelot. I might pick it back up. Yeah, I basically I'm ready when you guys are. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I wish uh, I wasn't like waist deep in Tears of the Kingdom, but I, I don't know how much I, I got left. I can do both, honestly. I uh, I brought a bunch of Switch games with me because I have like a, a dock I keep at the the other house there just for that. That way I don't have to fucking unplug all my shit and bring it with me. That's smart. Uh, yeah, very smart. I got it. I got it for free during <laughs> two, but uh, I I have like. I don't remember. I think it was like uh, Battle Axe, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and uh, uh, Astral Chain, which I did start a game for and thought it was pretty cool. 
good. And I, ta- I had Tactor Soger in there too. I'm like, I'm gonna throw Tactor Soger in and finally fucking play this game. And now I'm I'm sucked into it. Because it's just like Final Fantasy Tactics. I'm just like, fuck, I'm sucked into this loop now, and I can't get out of it. So I'm just going to like play this game, I guess, till I beat it. Good. <laughs> it's great, though. Like If you like the FFT, go play the, the Tactics Ogre games or the Ogre Battle games. It's the same shit. Um, and to top the playing off, I played the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Uh, it's... Pretty cool. Uh, it seems to have a really good story to it, uh, like with characters and everything. There's a lot of there's divisiveness online about it, about the, its merits of being a Final Fantasy game or not, because of like the gameplay and stuff. Whatever. They do that. Uh, I read a, a a whole argument about it after I got home from work. Actually, not an entire argument because it didn't last forever for like pages or some shit. But. One guy had it right, though. It seems like with every Final Fantasy game, this fucking discussion happens. Yes, happened that, with, that's what I was going to say, yeah. It happened when Final Fantasy VII came out. It happened when 8, 9, uh, 10, so on. So especially like 11, 13, and 15, I feel like all had to had, had that argument. Yeah, when it became an MMO, people were like, this is bullshit. Now this isn't work. right. This isn't supposed to be Final Fantasy. It's like, well, Square Enix says it is, and they like... Invented it. Man, yeah, my favorite, my favorite post so far on Reddit was someone that was like making the joke about it being different or the debate, and someone's comment immediately was reposting the threads of every Final Fantasy game that had come out up to Reddit's creation. It's showing the argument how everyone has said this about every game that has been out, that and it's like, sense. see, there it is. There's your your archive. Guess what? That's what this series does. The, I mean, as far as I can tell. Final Fantasy is just it's Square Enix saying this is this is prime this is primo A plus grade RPG bullshit. We spent a lot of money and time on this one, and I think yeah. that's pretty much it. It's got like chocobos. There's someone named Sid in it, and there might be some Moogles and some summons. That's pretty much it. That's otherwise yeah. all they're doing is saying this is a good one. We we let this one cook. I'm gonna wait for a sale on that game. I, I really want it. If I had a PS5, I would have picked it up. But I'm probably gonna. Get it? Uh, it's just I gotta like, you know, plot it out down the road a little further because of other purchases I gotta make. I've been resisting uh, very heavily, but because of, of things with job and study, I, oh, I, I need to be stay in the weekend. Might as well pick it up. Nope, I need to stay away, and then I will binge it <laughs> in October. I don't worry. I'll be I'll, I will be balls deep in this. You'll hear all about it in about three months. The, don't worry. I liked what I played of it, though. The only thing I didn't really, I thought, wasn't that good was the icon battles, which is like something happens in the story where you basically play battles where you fight as the summons. And Weird. they're almost, they kind of play out like a Star Fox or a Panzer Dragoon fight a little bit. It's strange. And... and but it's not nearly as dynamic as that, and it causes you to kind of zone out. And I zo- like fucking summon fights in fifteen. I zoned out to the point where, like, I actually failed, uh, like an event that I was supposed to do, because I, I was I figured out I didn't have to keep hitting square over and over to shoot. I could just hold it, <laughs> and it turned out I wasn't shooting the guy f- fast enough to damage him. Because it, I, to me, it was like, well, I don't need to just keep shooting. I'm dropping his life bar. I guess I just keep doing this till I win. And I lost. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. so I was like, well, that was kind of counterintuitive game. Okay. <laughs> it's 
So I don't know. And then I, I have a buddy of mine that played through the whole game and beat it already. And he told me like, yeah, that part of the game is like kind of half baked. It's not really that well thought out, but everything else in it is cool. So yeah, I think I'll give it a try. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, and then I read some shit. Uh, I, I finished reading the, the dark Phoenix saga from, from X-Men. Uh, really good story actually it's cool to actually see how it all really did play out because i've seen so many adaptations of it and shit like the the animated series did a good version of it uh i've seen it like god damn it they fucked it up in the movies twice (laughs) they did it no justice at all (laughs) uh and uh but it was was really cool uh it was was cool to see uh phoenix eat a, a a star and kill uh, an entire solar system of people. Rude. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, like, right after that, I was, like, jonesing for more X-Men, and I brought uh, Days of Future Past with me. I started reading that, too, and it's funny because it just starts right after that story takes place. Oh, it's perfect, then. And Cyclops is, like, depressed and shit, and he's like, hey, I quit. I'm leaving. <laughs> so he's not the team leader anymore, and Storm is now. So and she's he was a sad boy. Yeah, he was a sad boy. He left. Uh, it's pretty cool. My favorite thing that happened in it was like when Wolverine changes costume when he changes it to the, uh, in my opinion, better orange and brown. And then Nightcrawler's like, "Hey, Wolverine, what's up with the new costume?" And he's like, "Why not, Bob?" He didn't even fucking explain it. He's just like, "I like this better. Fuck off." <laughs> that is, it's so on on tone for character, right? <laughs> yeah. Best explanation for a new costume. Why uh, not? It's really cool, though. Uh, my favorite story in it so far, though, was like the X-Men annual where like uh, Nightcrawler just, it's his birthday. They're celebrating his birthday and he gets like a present and he opens it and it looks like he just dies right in front of them. Like something ha- something kills him magically in front of everybody in the room. And they're like, what the fuck happened? And it turns out he got sent to hell. So the X-Men have to go to hell to get Nightcrawler back. That rules. And it's it's epic as shit. And like I've really come to like actually really like Colossus as a character in like these earlier X-Men books. Like he's fucking cool. <laughs> he's just like this really nice down-to-earth farmer guy. And like Colossus is so badass, he went to hell and basically told like a giant demon, I I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna save my friend. Fuck you. And he suplexed him. Like that's the shit. Like <laughs> how do you beat that? Um, and demons. But yeah, uh, good stuff. You can't beat Chris Claremont uh, right next, man, I think. Just can't be done. And that's all I did. Okay. Well, before we get into news, I, I forgot something. It's just a quick thing. I watched Wes Craven, New Nightmare. and oh, I like that movie. Yeah, and I went down a Wes Craven uh, rabbit hole where I watched uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Um, and then I never saw the last house on the left and I watched that and I was disturbed. Um, and, <laughs> Emily's fucked up. and then I watched the behind the scenes and fucking like Wes Craven doesn't like talking about it. He fucking despises it. What? Really? Yeah. He, he, he doesn't like, he, like, he, he respects that he did the film. Um, but he hates it because <laughs> The guy who uh, is one of the killers, uh, who I who also I think is Freddy Krueger, he plays him. Um, Robert England. Yeah, he he got so method acting to the part where he's about to rape the 
you know, the one of the main characters, and, and he's like, he went to Wes Craven. He said, "Can I do it?" Because he was so into the acting. Like if Wes Craven's like, "Yeah, go for it," I, I don't know if he would have done it or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> he like calls his bluff. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. That's all I've done too. Wes Craven is fucking awesome. I need to watch more of his movies. Uh, go watch the People Under the Stairs from him. That movie is fucking awesome. I I'll, I'll write that down. It's, it's and, a it's a ride, man. <laughs> all right, news. Um, Andy, I I mean I didn't really read into it. I just know that they had a court uh a thing with Microsoft versus the FTC. And yeah, I was out all day today, but I got a notification on my phone that they won their stuff. And I, I don't know what else there is to say about it than that. Uh, honestly, I thought it would take way longer for there to be a decision in this. Yeah, I, I think the the Europe one, by the way, is still up in the air. That's my understanding as well. Yeah. So <laughs> it's going to be funny that if, you know, the deal fully goes through that it's going to be fine in America, but in fucking Europe, they have to do like third party shit in order to, uh, it's just hilarious to me. Uh, but Hey, maybe three, four, three can get the fuck off of halo and give that shit to the Activision team. The people that do call of duty and, and do a halo fucking game. Wait, I can't remember now if I just saw it online or if you guys sent it in chat, did you guys send the thing, the meme about the halo killer? No, no. It, it was uh yeah someone posted uh halo killers or these were supposed to be the halo killers it was all the games that came out like kill switch and Killzone. or kill zone that's what i'm thinking of uh kill zone kill, kill switch is a good game it's the one that like one of the games that like put the cover system on the map but that's anyway right. uh and then it said the real Halo killer, and it just put the logo for Three Four Three Studios. Uh, <laughs> I meant to send it to you guys. I, I can't remember if, uh, when I'd seen it. I think I was just in the middle of something, but yeah, I wanted to bring it up because it's funny. It did kill yeah. Halo. Fuck Halo yeah. killed itself. Halo killed itself. Tragic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they won. So I don't know when this deal is going through, but I'm pretty sure we're gonna start seeing like Diablo be on Game Pass soon. So. I mean, can it go through if if other countries, if, if like EU and other other countries internationally don't allow it to go through? It's it's going to be a big issue, I think, at least on the Blizzard side of things. I wondered how that would work, but there was um, obviously this isn't the same thing. This doesn't set a precedent for that. But Microsoft lost their court battle against the U.S. government about monopolization of um OS distribution and they had to split the company into and they made that work so I feel like if European Activision and North American Activision were two different things they could make it work somehow I have no idea. I don't think they have a big market in Europe anyway so they're just gonna be like fuck it <laughs> yeah that's awesome like just sell those studios and say okay whatever who cares yeah. but, uh, I don't know for sure I think that's more of like a Ubisoft's domain mm. yeah Oh man, I I don't know. Uh, but hopefully Diablo goes on Game Pass, and I don't have to pay money for it. So, well, I'll pay for Game Pass. <laughs> I mean, Andy, right. Diablo could be free to play in the, the way the way the game the game makes money, you not by you buying the, the game. It's it's for all the other shit, but mm-hmm. that is what it is. Yeah. So, Andy, you said you found a study. 
Um, I didn't read the article, so explain it to me. Yeah, I don't think I think part of the problem is no one's reading the article. They're just like reading the sensational um, title and they're coming away with most of what matters. But uh, the Video Game History Foundation conducted a study about whether or not you could play a retro video game, whether you could play it on modern systems or 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 buy it or you know, if you want to play a game that came out on Nintendo or any retro system up to, I think they did 2007, whether or not it was available. And 87% of video games are completely unavailable to play legitimately. So you have to either buy uh, retro hardware and games or pirate it, or you don't get to play 87% of games that came out before 2007. Yep. And um, it talks about how that's a problem for consumers and it's a problem for uh, people who want to study video games or just conservation in general. But what the interesting part is when they talk about why this is going on. And when you think about it, there's been, you know, books for literal centuries, but we've had movies for a century, lots of music, uh, comic books, stuff like that. And if you want to get that kind of stuff, you can go to a library, but you can't do that with video games. And that's because there's laws that restrict video games being in, a library setting, whether online or like in an actual brick and mortar, your county library. And it's because the games industry has lobbyists that they have, they went to the government, they went to Congress and they said, we are going to preserve video game history. You don't need to make laws like you did with film to preserve these, like, you know, they preserve film in you know, the, the library Congress, or you can just go to your County library and just rent a copy of Rashomon. You can just do that, but you can't do that with video games because the lobbyists had the government block that from coming into practice. They said, we will preserve video game history. And here it is uh, 20 years later, and they aren't preserving 87% of video game history, which means they just lied and they're just getting away with it. And uh, it's even more restrictive in other countries. In, in Japan, you can't even like rent games. It, they have like some weird, archaic, stupid nonsense. Like renting's illegal in Japan and stuff. Yeah, so that's, yeah, it's been like that for a long time. Yeah, it's been like that like since the late 80s. So uh, it's just a major problem. Like it, basically, if you want to play an old game, just pirate it because fuck these companies like if they won't make it available and they're gonna lie to the government they're gonna pay like i mean that that would get off way in the weeds but you know the, the, this lobbyist system where big corporations get to use lobbyists to pay congress people to make the laws they want that's a fundamentally flawed part of our government right now but this is the microset of a microset about video game conservation which you know i'm subsequently passionate about and it was just interesting that they actually collected you know they figured out every game that had come out since i mean since uh the since the fairchild they started the fairchild and they went all the way up to the xbox 360 so damn <laughs> it just I, I, it just seems outrageous to me 80, i knew it would be a lot like we were kind of talking about it zach and i were talking about it it's like if someone had asked me to guess i would have said oh it's probably a lot it's probably blah 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 but somehow when you hear 87 percent, you're like man i didn't know it was that much yeah, I've, I would have said, like, yeah, maybe 70%. Who? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's funny seeing, like, because when you go buy, like, all the retro games, like, it's fucking crazy amount of money now. Yeah, uh, that, that that's a big part of the problem, too, is how expensive the actual hardware is. So. Yeah, so I 
you go on Amazon and you look at these like little hard drives and fucking little console things that are made with like thousands of games. Sometimes I go, hmm, because I've been watching RGT85 on YouTube and he's like reviewing these uh, these machines and stuff. And some of them are fucking cool and other than they're just like Chinese garbage stuff. Yeah, you got to do your research. Like, I mean, if you've got the money, just get a mister. But if you don't, then um, emulation. Mm hmm. I mean, I got a PC now, so I could probably get my emulators back. There you go. Pirate everything, buddy. Like, you know, I don't want to be uh, promoting breaking the law on our podcast, but mm -hmm. I'm going to promote breaking the law on our podcast. <laughs> Why not? The Game History Foundation podcast does it all the time. That's true. <laughs> That's true. All, all of it. Like, uh, subsequently, like, uh, Kelsey Lewin and uh, Frank both uh, retweeted it. They're like, yeah, just pirate everything. Fuck it. <laughs> Well, that's what pisses me off about Nintendo sometimes. Like, they closed down the virtual console for the DS and everything in the, in the Wii, and they don't put a virtual console on Switch, and then they're also sending cease and desist uh, to, like, emulators and ROMs and stuff yeah. for getting their games. I'm just like, then put it in your fucking system so I could fucking buy it and play it. Nintendo's one of the most egregious about it, and people yeah. keep, like, like, pussyfooting around around it with nintendo because people like nintendo and frankly i do too i love I, I play my switch more than anything i'm playing zelda now and loving it but everyone needs to own up to the fact that nintendo has really shitty business practices when it comes to their backlog of intellectual property and they've had really shitty business practices in the past too yeah like so. for a while so mm -hmm. I, I just I, I don't know they, they need to be brought to task over this and uh games just need to be available in libraries frankly like all the stuff needs to be made publicly available if you if you want it. Or like they need about, to make it so you can buy it. Like, if you can buy the game, fine. Problem solved. I like to think what they do about that, though, with the storage situation. That's <laughs> a lot of shit. It is a lot of shit. But um, <laughs> you can fit every single NES game ever released on a single CDR. Oh, there you go. See, I'm I thinking about it in the literal terms, like how uh, all the stuff I have. So. Yeah. Like, I mean, it takes up a lot of space physically, but um, like a Genesis cartridge is what eight megabytes, I think. Something mm -hmm. like that, something like that. Like, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of space or there's not a lot of stuff on there. I uh, my Poly Mega has um, I can't remember, I think the 256 gig hard. No, I don't remember what I put in it, but it, basically I put something in it that was forward thinking enough that I should be able to store, hypothetically speaking, every single game that ever came out for every console up through the end of Nintendo 64. <laughs> like that's all it took is one solid state drive. That's all I mean. Yeah. I think it's two terabytes. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, is there any other news that we should bring up? I don't think so. Not for me. I know me and Zach are going to be getting AEW Five Forever because uh, it looks fun. I thought it was out. It, it is, is out, out oh. but we haven't bought it yet. <laughs> money. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you. I want to buy Sonic Origins Plus, but money, and also I'm just still playing Zelda. Yeah. All right. Well, remember next week on Chaz's mystery theme uh, list, we have American History X after we just watched Jurassic Park, so I'm still wondering what the theme is, and I'm going to be analyzing uh, that movie. Uh, and then we're also going to be talking about it next week, so come by next week and uh, you know listen to us talk about that movie. We're also on all podcast services. Um, 
I'm not gonna name them all. You just the, we're on all of them. That's all you need to know. We're on uh, YouTube, uh, Couch Entertainments, which we had Snoopy who uh, subscribed. Thank you. Uh, was it Snoopy, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Snoopy two two five six zero five six zero. That must be the zip code he lives in. Yeah. <laughs> find, find him and give him a pat on the back. Yeah. And uh, thank you for the subscription. By the way, just a heads up. I will in in about a. I'll say in about in a month. I'm gonna announce a project that I'm doing. It's a pre-recorded thing that I'm gonna be doing. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, just keep an eye out. I will be announcing on Big Trouble in about a month. Um, and yeah, I think that's where we'll end it. Uh, I have a different outro. Uh, it's kind of a clip. It's a funny clip. Keep in mind, everybody, when I play this, it's not about politics. I just fucking found it really, really fucking funny. Like super funny. Uh, so enjoy. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and 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 Joan Shingang. I'm going to pronounce it. Shanga Koawa. Ko-